Thebes, city of the living, crown jewel of Pharaoh Seti I. Home of Imhotep, Pharaoh's high priest, keeper of the dead. Birthplace of Anaxunamun, Pharaoh's mistress. No other man was allowed to touch her. But for their love, they were willing to risk life itself. To resurrect Anaxunamun, Imhotep and his priests broke into her crypt and stole her body. They raced deep into the desert, taking Anaxunamun's corpse to Hamunatra, city of the dead, ancient burial site for the sons of pharaohs, and resting place for the wealth of Egypt. For his love, Imhotep dared the god's anger by going deep into the city, where he took the Black Book of the Dead from its holy resting place. Anaxunamun's soul had been sent to the dark underworld, her vital organs removed and placed in five sacred canopic jars. Sunamun's soul had come back from the dead. But Pharaoh's bodyguards had followed Imhotep and stopped him before the ritual could be completed. Imhotep's priests were condemned to be mummified alive. For Imhotep, he was condemned to endure the Homdai, the worst of all ancient curses, one so horrible it had never before been bestowed. to remain sealed inside his sarcophagus, the undead for all of eternity. The Magi would never allow him to be released, for he would arise a walking disease, a plague upon mankind, an unholy flesh-eater with the strength of ages, power over the sands, and the glory of invincibility.
to the nightclub where we are the ones who are proud of who we are. Proud to be librarians. <laughs> I am your host, Jellyfish Rick. I'm four cores in, and I don't know what to say at this part because I never do this shit. <laughs> also joining me is... I'm the little big bad Imhotep Daddy T-Boo with that spicy Kuyon flavored one ball sack. <laughs> Well, I've already I've already cast this whole movie through the nightclub, and I'm sorry, but you're Benny. Um, you're grind to, you're grind to zombie. You're grind to mummy tonight. You're not uh, grindhouse zombie. No. You're grind to mummy. Yeah, uh, I am grindhouse zombie, and yes, <laughs> I would happily be any of the zombies in this movie. Though I think I think Ricky is probably Evelyn. I'm the leading man, and Ricky, you looking cute what? tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Glad to hear it. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. If Trevor were here, he would be T-Rev of Thebes, the host of Fixie's Pyramid, if if he were here. Oh, T-Rev of Thebes. Yeah. I'm with it. I'm into it. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) I just thought of Trevor just now. I'm like, Thebes? Yeah, that's where it took place. And Fixie's Pyramid, why not? Fuck it. Uh, Love love you, Trev. That's, that's, That's your love coming right there. Um... Yeah, Trevor. Dude. Trevor and his wise pyramid of foosball. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing out all them podcasts about men who love to fucking chunk fucking spherical uh, pigskins at each other and and talk about the Shawshank Redemption for hours, which I enjoyed doing. That I did. That was so. rad as hell. That was yeah. rad as hell. Yep. But we're not here to talk about that tonight. We're here to talk about something else. That's right. It's a movie that I never considered was a horror movie until I watched it this last time. And then I realized it's actually kind of a horror movie. I just never knew it. It took me 20, almost 25 years to figure it out. And I'll admit, I'm usually a little slow on the uptake, but this one did take me a while. And this was Ricky's pick. Ricky, what are we talking about tonight, man? Tonight we're talking about drum roll, please. Nineteen ninety nines, The Mummy. Ooh, yeah. An American action adventure film written and directed by Stephen Summers. Mm-hmm. That's what we're gonna be doing. Uh, that Mummy action, and I agree with Grindhouse. Like, I never, I straight up never had seen this before. Uh, but before we get into the movie, uh, 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 uh. oh, you had never seen this before. He hadn't. No, I had not. This was a first time watch for you. Yep. Yep. Oh my god! I I, I want to elaborate on that a little I'm bit later. But fascinated yeah. by that, I'm yeah. utterly <clears throat> fascinated by that. Okay, okay. Before we do get into that, that we do, we have something special, and this is special for our boy, Ian Wilhelm Cronenberg, Ooh. who's been on the oh, show yeah. a few times. He requested tonight's segment specifically. Cronenberg. Yeah, Cron- <laughs> Cronenberg was like, he was. I don't know how to do a Scottish accent, but he was like, uh, "What the fuck, T-Boo? You have like, done th- well, boys. Yeah, I, uh, I've really been missing the riff segment. <laughs> yeah. So but it's tonight- a goddamn ten, boy, 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 boy. Tonight, boy, boy, we're gonna be go- boy doing a goddamn Ricky's flipping riffs. Na 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 na. Neo. Na 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 na. 
Boring. I'll start us off tonight, y'all, because um, I'm probably going to come in with the weakest fucking albums because uh, they're not they're not going to be metal. Um, but I want to point everyone towards "Tied to a Star" by Jay Mascus. Set up. Dope-ass album. He, Jay Mascus is of Dinosaur Jr. fame, a very popular alternative rock band. He's known as a guitar wizard, um, a great songwriter, and Tied to a Star is his solo work, and it's more of like acoustic, it's very acoustic driven, um, it's more indie rock, like dreamy, melodic, um, like some ha- shoegazy type of stuff. Not no, not so much shoot shoot. Well, maybe some elements here and there, but not so much that. It is ve- very much so more like acoustic driven. And um, I want to I want to point to the song "Every Morning." That that was probably like the the best song on the record in my opinion. And I would I would I would just tell everyone to go check it out. It's probably on YouTube and Spotify and wherever you can hear music. Um, and there's going to be some some sound bed underneath this, but Jay Mascus is a legend in in the rock scene. And when he went off on and he's doing his solo records here and there, this was his second solo record. It's the one that I fucking got on vinyl when I saw Dinosaur Junior play at um, I think it was Fun 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 Fest in 2014 in Austin, Texas. And I got Jay Mascus to sign the vinyl tied to a star. And that boy didn't have time for me or anybody. He didn't want to be there signing records. I'm going to let you know right now. He didn't give a fuck about that shit. Damn. <laughs> yeah, no. He, but he looks like a he looks like a rock and roll wizard. Like, he's got the white beard, the white long hair. He's just out there ripping it up, like, tearing it up. But if, if you're a fan of Dinosaur Jr. and you hear his solo stuff, very different. It's still him. And I do want to shout this out too. It's not even part of this record, but he did a cover of um, uh, Mazzy Star. What's that Mazzy Star song? Fuck! It's it's like it's huge. Not my uh, scene, man. Yeah, yeah. It, he did a cover of this Mazzy Star song that everyone who's listening who knows it is screaming it right now while they're listening at me. Uh, they're gonna be mad that I don't remember it, but he did a really good cover of that. So that'll be my first recommend for tonight. And for that record, I'm gonna give it a. I'm just gonna give it a ten. I don't give a fuck. It, it's a there great record. Go. Yeah, just go listen to it. It's dope as shit. Okay, so I think you guys know that I'm a li- I'm turning into a little bit of a vinyl whore. 
Um, mm-hmm. And I, <laughs> I don't buy everything I want. I try to keep myself to the things that I think are great. So I put this on the Discord and all the other social bullshit because apparently that's how people talk these days um a little while ago but i found the soundtrack to return of the living dead on vinyl in darkness you will find me i dance among the dead but very soon i'll need to hunt the scent of blood instead rising from your earth bed it thickens in the air a smell gone sweetly rancid i know that you are near The whole thing is just the fucking mintest experience ever. Just listen to it. Um, the songs that I love are obviously the two songs by SSQ, because uh, one of them is Tonight, and the other one is Trash's theme while she's stripping on the on the mausoleum. Mm-hmm. But there are so Iconic. many other awesome songs on this. Uh, the Surfin' Dead is a yeah, fucking Dead. fantastic song. Burn the Flames. Ah, just that. Burn. The whole dun, 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 yes, dun. yes. Oh. The whole the whole soundtrack's iconic as fuck. Well, it, it it is, but it's also very listenable outside of the context of the movie. Oh, like, for sure. For like sure. I can I can put it on down here while I'm doing something and just enjoy it. And yes, it does bring me back to the movie. I mean, there, that's a fair thing. It just connects you. But sure. the whole thing is just so fucking great. And would you say? It, oh, sorry. Oh no, go ahead, Travis. I was gonna ask, do, would you say that if you if you played this soundtrack for like a casual music fan, that they would just get down with it? Because I think they would, personally. I, I to be honest, I think it would take a minute, mm-hmm. but I think once by probably the third track, people would be like, the head would start moving. That's you know? what like, that's a that's a signature yeah. right there of a good soundtrack. I think. Yeah. You could, yeah. If you could separate it from the film and still enjoy it, and I think that your pick. Would, would definitely count for that. I, I agree. 100%. Yeah, I think you're right. I think I told you guys that a number of years ago, my wife and I went to see Return of the Living Dead on 35mm film. Oh, fuck and, yeah. And we were so looking forward to this. It was like, the tickets were like, I mean, for a movie, were like ridiculous. They were like 20 bucks. And this was like five years ago, right? God damn. And so we get to this place and their 85-year-old projector had broken. And they couldn't play it in 35 millimeter. And they're like, well, we'll give you your money back. And it was at that, at this Pantages theater that at the time was a shithole. This is the theater that had like old recliners and old couches as seats and shit like that. And it was like, fuck it. Let's go anyway. So before the movie starts, they had like, I don't know if you want to call it a theater group or whatever, came in and reenacted the whole trash stripping scene on the yeah. stage. I remember you talking about that. That and is dope. And I'm talking body parts and all. <laughs> like, and I'm like looking around, like, I don't think they have a license for this. <laughs> no, but like, but it was fucking rad. And then we got to watch a movie. So, I mean, so Return of the Living Dead obviously is totally near and dear to my heart. It's in my top two of ever three, maybe three ever of zombie movies ever. But a big piece of what makes it so good, what makes the movie so cohesive and makes it flow like it flows is the soundtrack. So if you can find this on vinyl and you can listen to it and just have the experience, 
just do it because it will take you to the movie for sure but it also takes you to this weird party in your head which is so just fucking fun to listen to fuck yeah you got a rating for it maybe for this soundtrack yeah 75 out of 10 yeah (laughs) easy easy nice it's that dope it's that good it is that it is that pure it is that right there in the moment fucking flick my balls tweak my nipples (laughs) pass me a cigarette and a fresh beer and let's just fucking get down to the music soundtrack it's that good awesome songs love it All right. <laughs> so, you guys may have heard of a, a neat little band from the uh, late 70s, 80s. A band by the name of Ten Lizzy. Yeah, boy. <laughs> yeah. So, I want to talk about my favorite Ten Lizzy album. It's called Thunder and Lightning from 1983. <laughs> It's it's a lot like like I mean everyone knows everyone knows the boys are back in town and mm-hmm. Emerald and Cowboy Song and all that shit. But this is Thin Lizzy really coming into their like hard rock, like almost like the cross between like the uh, missing link between hard rock and metal. This album it's just Thin Lizzy with a lot more ass on it. <laughs> it, it's it's production's good, but it's gritty enough to be dirty, polished enough to still have that sort of progginess going on and make it sound good. It it, it reminds me it reminds me kind of like of um like it's so it still sounds like Thin Lizzy, but it sounds like they were just really into like Motorhead and Sabbath and some Pink Floyd and some fucking Rush all at the same time. Like, it sounds like all of this. And What's it? It's called Thunder and Lightning? Yeah. Dude, I ne- I'm a- I don't know it, so I need to check this shit out, because I'm a fan, too. Oh, yeah. I, I never gnarly. checked it out. Oh, it's Cold also, Sweat? Cold Sweat. Cold Sweat, yes. Yes. Dope. <laughs> it's, also, it's also a very emotional album, because at this point, um, my boy, and I'm blanking on his name because I'm dumb, uh, the singer was deep into his fucking heroin addiction. Oh shit! And all that. So like, a lot of songs are about him being like, like, like this is the one and cold sweat. Like, like that's that's him. That's him. Like, I'm gonna die soon because I got AIDS and I'm addicted to heroin and life is shit. Ooh, um, it, it gets kind of nihilistic, but anyway. Um, I also wanted to mention the fucking solos on this album oh. sound like a mix between Alex Lifeson and Carrie King. <laughs> it's, 
It sounds like a mix between Goddamn Rush and Slayer. This album is uh, intense and that ridiculous. Ma- that makes me recoil slightly, but only slightly, because I still am intrigued. But you know how I am with, with the Slayer. Yep. Comments like that used to would have upset me, but I, I've learned to get over that a long time ago. I've heard too many people say stuff like that about Slayer. No, but um, that's that's the vibes I get from it. This album is a 10 out of 10 for me. My favorite tracks are the title track, Thunder and Lightning. This is the one, Cold Sweat, Holy War, and Bad Habits. Mm. 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 Upon listening a- back... Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, there's a section of their Wikipedia page that I think describes the nightclub perfectly. Oh, I'd love to hear it. Yeah. And I would I will, I would, love to read it to you, but I'm going to replace their names with ours. Okay. 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 Let's see. Okay. Later later in the year, Zombie went on a solo tour and released his second solo album, which did not sell particularly well. Um, let's see. Uh, Ricky Prejean left the band in early uh, August 1982, having tired of disorganized schedules and Travis's drug problems. Although by his own admissions, he was too restrained and quiet to fit well in the more raucous bandmates. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> I, I, I saw I that. It. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Okay. The singer, the singer of Thin Lizzy, is a really interesting dude. Hella talented bass player and a hella talented showman. Yeah. And he just like I, I love reading interviews with from him and seeing like listening and all this and that. One of my favorite things, like okay, so for one, he's the only he's the only black person in Ireland that has a statue of them in the whole country. Whoa. So that's pretty rad. That, but also yeah. like there's a great picture of him where he's wearing a t shirt that says uh no dogs no blacks no irish and it's <laughs> it's from a sign it, it's it's from a picture of a sign at a bar that he used to go to all the time and it's just funny because he's like i get in this bar all the time and i'm two of those things so it it's just a fun funny guy it's it's kind of punk rock it's punk as fuck yeah the dude yeah, talking the about dude, phil phil and not right that's yeah, what you're talking about phil, yep yeah okay yeah, uh very punk. Like he brought he brought a lot of punk mentality to rock and roll of that era. And if you look at him like like in his stage get up and everything, like you see it, but you hear it in his playing. And like I said, especially with this album, like they really kind of like blur the lines between hard rock, the heavy metal of the time, like your Sabbath and your motorhead and punk. And also fucking Prague because they still fucking ripping on keyboards and doing whatever the hell they want to do. You know, they don't mind slowing it down, taking you to some Pink Floyd territory. It's a dope-ass album. 10 out of 10. Fucking A, man. My next record and last record for the night is going to be, and I, I, I chose this one specifically for this movie, but it is a record that I do really love. Songs for the Deaf by oh. Queens of the Stone Age. We get some rules to And 
This is a... They're kind of... Well, not them, but Josh, Josh Homme's first band, Caius, is mm-hmm. sort of like a pioneer of desert rock, what is called desert mm-hmm. rock. And I'm, I've yet to actually understand fully what that subgenre of rock really it's means. it's kind of like it's kind of like stoner rock but more upbeat and stuff from and what i can tell because yeah. like down here we've got sludge so that's like our version of stoner rock that's like your i hate gods and your corrosion of conformity and acid bath and all that shit for them it's a little more upbeat and punkish and i like, like that punk, punkish but it still had that try to go out and get a job vibe like try to like do <laughs> <laughs> for me, for me, that's what it was. It was like, be yourself, live your own life, but try to go out and be a little productive if you can. So, and I, I dug I, that. I feel the Stoner Rock vibes a hundred percent. Like that comes that yeah. comes through Big really time on that album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the reason I love it so much is not only are songs on the record like bangers, like they got so many. And most people are gonna know like um, only heaven knows or, or only it know. Give it then take it away. Yeah, bro, dude, that album's dope. What I love about it though the most is I'm a big fan of concept records, and this album is a concept album. And for for listeners who don't know, a concept album is an album that tells a story, and it could be very. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it, it, yep. exactly. It could be loose or it could be very tight. And, and it, so like P- Ricky brought up Pink Floyd. That's a great example of like what a concept album is. Um, Dark Side of the Moon, Animals, The Wall, heavy, heady concept albums. You have to listen to the whole record and study it to understand everything it's saying. And records that, that aren't concept albums could be listened to and and studied the same way i'm not saying you can't do that but a concept album is definitely meant to be consumed as an album not song by song so this record was meant to be listened to from start to finish because the concept for this album is that you're driving through the fucking desert i believe um hold on let me pull this up real quick because i i know well the concept for the album is, is that you're listening to a radio station as you're driving. That's that's kind of what it's supposed to be. And that you're switching through the radio stations and you hear different advertisements, commercials, songs. Um, that, that's kind of what's happening in the album. So that's sort of the vibe. And that always stuck with me ever since I first heard it. I haven't heard a record like that, honestly. Like before or after where it was meant to be like you're driving and listening to you know like you're just cruising around flipping through stations you hear these things and then these songs and it it gives you the vibe that like this is what you'd be doing on your smoke route like just having a, a smoke session with your friends getting high you're just driving around cruising no cares no worries today today's a good day nothing you know Put all your stress aside, put all your fucking problems aside for a moment, for an hour, you know, what have you. I don't know the runtime of the record, but that's the vibe it always gave me, and I dig that. Because uh, I get that vibe off Modest Mouse Records, so Queens of the Stone Age, Songs for the Deaf. I'm going to give that record an 8.5. I haven't listened to it in a long time, so I don't want to give it a full 10 and just and just say full bore like it's a 10. But I would I would say it's like at least an eight and a half or a nine. Like it's worth your time if you're a fan of rock music 
if you're a fan of fucking getting stoned and listening to music, and if you're a fan of concept records, you should check this album out. Yeah, because the, the the tuning, my bad, I didn't mean to cut you off. I timed no. it off. My timing is bad. But the tuning in to the different stations between each song and hearing this and that, super fucking fun. Mm-hmm. Love that album. Definitely. So in 2002, um, I was kind of at the peak of my what I would call my metal phase. And I stumbled across a band called Lacuna Coil. Mm-hmm. And the first album that I picked up was called Kamali's. And I fucking loved it. So the album that I'm actually talking about now is the 20th anniversary of that called Kamali's Double uh, X or Kamali's 20. interesting part about what i'm going to say about this is it's a remix right and it's kind of a remix of the whole album which i think is a kind of a rarity these days i don't think anybody comes back 20 years later and remixes their whole album now the hard part for me is that i don't entirely get this remix i don't entirely get why it was necessary now i still bought it I've still listened to it several times, but I'm not in a place yet where I totally get it. Um, I'm kind of hoping to because I, I loved this fucking Italian goth metal. I loved it. It was, it was super fun. It was super dark, super black. I mean, it, the videos for these, it was all guys in floor length leather coats and just, you know, just kind of riding the gothic lightning and it was super fun. Now, Hot topic is fuck. There you go. This was a fucking hot topic band. I completely buy that. Um, and this remix is, it's kind of a little that's, weird. Um, that's how I heard them. It was through going yeah. to hot topic. I'm not going to lie. Well, no, Same. and totally, and totally fair. But you know, music is music. I don't give a fuck how you heard it. I don't care if you heard it at grandma's house or you heard it at the gas station. Music is music. If you like it, everybody else can fuck off. They can just fuck, fuck right the hell off. Oh, yeah, um, right off. But like in 2002, picking these guys up and then seeing like seeing Christina Scabia, I mean, what? Oh my God, was she hot? The lead singer. Looker. I used oh, to have a yeah. I used to have a poster of her, and I I never liked the band. I'll put it to you that yeah, way. but I, I actually I, don't. But I had a poster of her when I was in high school. So and, there and you I, go. And I bet you there was a lightly lubricated hole in that drywall, wasn't there? Right? <laughs> no, there wasn't. But, <laughs> You're but, lying. You're lying. But that's okay. Um. Lightly lubricated drywall. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so to get back to the album, I'm going to have to go through this a couple of more times to see if I get this remix. Like I said, I still don't understand why it needs to exist. The cool part is that within this, and it's a double LP, but then there's also CDs inside of it that have the original. And the sad part is I don't have a way to play a CD anymore. So I'm going to have to... Yeah. Figure that out. Um, I'm gonna, it, I'm it, gonna it, do something. I'm gonna go back and check it out when I hear this episode later. It didn't yeah. come with a download code to download everything on MP3s. Nope. Wow, that sucks. Nope. That's a flaw. Yeah. 
Zalians are keeping it old school, bro. Don't you be hating. Well, but I I'm think, hating. I, I'm hating. I think, but I think that's the thing, though. And I think for mm-hmm. for 2002, for, especially for the Italian goth rock scene, there was not a ton going on. And and this band was definitely a standout. Um, and their two most popular songs, I mean, Swamped and then Heaven's a Lie. I mean, Heaven's a Lie is such a good fucking song. It is such a good song. Um, but it's also one of those where it had the it had the stooped sore back sort of rock to it where you just went eh, 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 like that. You know, you just bent at the waist. That's how you rocked. You know, just the bending at the waist rock. So I mean it was it it was still kinda cool. So I don't want to give this one a score because I don't think I have had enough precious time with it yet. Um, fair enough. But it made me feel good buying it. It made me feel good bringing it home. Um, and it's going to go across my record player a couple of more times before I really have some good thoughts on it. I hope it, you enjoy it. It's it's oh, yeah. So far, it's it's interesting. But like I said, I'm not sure it was necessary. But there's lots of things in the world that aren't necessary that are still good. Right, so, right. Well, and, sure. and, and a I'm lot of times, it. bands will do remixes and do that kind of shit. And but a whole like, album, dude. They yeah, remixed yeah. the whole album, song for song. That takes some. I think that takes some balls to say, "We made this thing twenty years ago. We're gonna fuck with the entire thing." And you either you either have a creative bone that is the size of a fucking mammoth, or you're like, "I'm bored." But either way, I'm kind of in. Well, that's like so the nightclub. We'll one one day we need to go back and actually review with all three of us because I did it solo. We need to fucking do the void. We need to do the thing. We need to do the original Evil Dead. There's a mm. bunch of movies that we could go back one day and talk about. So we we're gonna do some nightclub <laughs> remixes one day. <laughs> one day, I, I don't know when. Patreon but, uh, content. Oh, yeah. uh, and Return of the Living Dead as well. The the nightclub V five years. Let's just do it. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I like it. Anyway, Lacuna Coil Kamali's either twenty or not twenty. Still a rad band, still a, a really fun sound. Um, they're not they're not prophetic, you know, they're not they're not gonna tell you a lot of new things, but they're fucking fun to listen to. So I enjoy Lacuna Coil. I'm glad you picked that as a as a recommend. I enjoy that band. From from back in the gap. Oh wait. I back. only remember Heaven's a lie. Mm-hmm. And that song was pretty rad. But I yeah. haven't heard it in a decade or more. You know who showed me Lacuna Coil? You can you could about guess, uh, probably. Um, Cody. No, but keep uh, you're you're on the right path. Uh, Billy. No, but uh, the, the the old friend groups. Trevor. Uh, I'll just cut to the chase. No, 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 no. <laughs> I want to keep guessing. Okay. You wanted me to guess. Keep uh, going, Brittany. Nope. None Brittany's of sister? no. None of the people that we were hanging out with together. But four I hung strikes and, This is baseball. Four strikes and you're out. One <laughs> <laughs> of the people we were hanging out with together. Together. But I hung out with them a lot. I don't know, dude. You got me. Brandon and Jake. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, fig- I figured it'd be a guy called Seventh Street Handy. But okay. That works. <laughs> D- D- Duga and Jake mm-hmm. got me on the Lacuna Coil, among many other things. Many other. Oh, As sure. Cities yeah. Burn Me Without You, I can't even... Every time I die. Uh, every time I mm-hmm. die. Oh yeah, the fucking the, what's that album? The, the Big, Big Dirty. Dirty. Yeah, yeah, boy. Yeah, the Big Dirty's a ten. 
Yeah, it's a ten. It's a goddamn ten. Oh, they also got me onto um, what's um back in the day shit. Norma Jean. Let's get the shot. Yeah, Norma Jean. Yep. Um, let's get the shotguns and go to town. Uh, um, fuck, fucking Maylene. Maylene and Sons of Disaster. Yep. Yeah. Oh Um, fucking hey, goddamn! Who else? Who else? They got. They got. (laughs) They got me on. on They got me on. Uh, fuck. Uh, uh. Under Oath. I saw Under Oath live twice oh God, and it. met that band. I met the whole band. Oh, Timothy cool. McTague. Um, <laughs> Them boys are wild. They're so cool. They're Crazy so nice. Florida people. <laughs> they're so they're so nice. They're nice people. Very nice people. Under Oath was really cool. Um, and they put on a hell of a fucking show. I'm going to say right yeah. now. Hell of a show. So does Norma Jean, too. I saw them as well uh, twice. Hell of a show. He is a legend. Yo, yes, big time, big time. Duga was Duga was so big into He is Legend. Yep. Yeah. Um, he is I, Legend was one of my favorite bands. What was it called? So, like I am Hollywood or something like that. I am Hollywood. And yeah, that, dude. That, that that second album was a fucking ten. The one with the with the, I'm probably gonna not remember remember it right, but like the green and the the gold shit on the album mm-hmm. cover. Maybe. I think maybe. so. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. I don't remember. But but back in the in the oh, what's the what's the album? The concept album where it's the God and uh, God and Satan talking to each other. I don't know. That band was was also dope, and they had a great record. I forget the fucking name of it, but that brand yeah. new. God and the devil are both raging no, inside of right, me. Right, <laughs> right, but but not but no. them. No, it was the um, oh sleeper. Oh sleeper. Yes. Yeah, craziness. Yes. Yep. The fucking chariot. Dude, Isaac had that jacket. <laughs> I had it. I gave it to him. He, you gave it to him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Dope. Dope. Either that or and, he gave it to me. I don't know. And all of y'all gave everyone else herpes. So mm, music. No, awesome. I don't, <laughs> I don't have herpes. <clears throat> No, I, I don't believe that for a second, but okay. <laughs> oh, that's mean. Not for a second, but that's I, I, mean. Which you know is what? a great segue <laughs> into my next pick. Okay. From 2009, oh. Norway. Oh. An album title that is going to make you laugh because I will definitely not pronounce <laughs> it. I haven't practiced, so mm-hmm. here it goes. Quantos. Posant ad satanitanum trahant by Gorgoroth. Yeah! So, Gorgoroth is a very controversial band that's been steeped in a lot of black metal controversy that we're not going to fucking get into. Because it's, it's just too much. It's we too should, much. We bro. should get into a little bit. A li- no? None? Well, this is after most of the controversy left the band. <laughs> okay, fair so, enough. So, let, let, let's not tonight. We'll, I'll pick 
I'll pick the album before this one, and we can get into the you, controversy. You, man. you got me into this band, and then I heard about them on the Heavy Hole, and it yeah. just culminated. So, this is after the departure of Gaul and King of Hell, and whoever else was in the band at the time. This is after the guitarist served a four-year sentence in prison and won his lawsuit to retain the rights to the band. Um, so, this also marks the return of Pest on vocals. It returns... It, okay, little, let me start over. Mm-hmm. It marks the return of Pest on vocals and introduction of a new drummer and bassist. Uh, guys from who have been in other bands that I'm drawing a blank on. Um, Pest, I might add, is one of the gnarliest fucking black metal guys from that second wave in Norway ever. He's got the skullet, he's got oh, a God. sick, <laughs> nasty voice, and these guys don't give a fuck. So, the production is amped up on this one. It still has... It still has, like, some atmosphere to it, but it's much more of a Chainsaw Guts book than a Diddy Mysterious Dom Stathanis, if you get what I mean, and I think you do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like that Joe Bob nod, boy. <laughs> so, it's heavy as... Dude, you've got fucking heavy as hell. You've got fucking Chainsaw Guitar, artillery-grade bass, Weapons great explosive drums and like I said, just the gnarliest fucking of iconic voices from that era. It hits hard and another thing it doesn't do is it doesn't stay its welcome because it's about thirty minutes long. It's I wouldn't say it's fast, but it's short. The tempos vary. You've got some <laughs> slower songs, some faster songs, some mid pace. Uh they kinda just do the damn thing and uh yeah, it's my favorite Gorgoroth album. So, okay, time out. Which one? Which one's your favorite one? Quantos Pulsant Ad Satanitatum Trahant from 2009. Okay, so you didn't get into the 2015 uh, album Instinctus Bestialis? No, I actually don't like that album at all. I don't blame you, just from the title. Wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> The title sounds kind of dope. Though. I mean, I like the title, but the production on that album is so bad. Like, Ooh. and it sounds like it doesn't even sound like black metal production. It sounds like like certain parts sound like really poorly produced metalcore. And I was like, "What are y'all doing?" So I don't know about that one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and one um, of the one of the dudes died from cancer a couple of months after its release. Oh. Sad. oh. R.I.P. Uh, Which one was that? What dude? Uh, Bodell. Bodell. Yeah. Oh, I recognize the name, but I'm not sure what he does. Bassist. He's a bassist. bassist. Okay. So yeah. he was. He was actually okay. So that was his moniker. Um, he was actually in a band I know y'all have heard of, a Florida death metal band from the '80s and '90s, and I mean they're still doing it. Uh, obituary. Obituary. He was actually yeah. an obituary for a long time. Another great fucking band. Underrated as fuck as far as classic death metal. But anyway, so 
as far as this album that I'm not going to say the title of again, my favorite tracks are, <laughs> and here we go, Euthanasia. <laughs> it's like euthanasia, but it's spelled wrong in Norse or something. Um, <laughs> prayer, Rebirth, and Satan Prometheus. Yeah. Oh, this is my favorite Gorgoroth album. Uh, just a hair above the one previous with the assholes that were in the band that tried to sue the guy for the rights to his band, but anyway. Um, yeah, those are actually my two favorite quarter rock albums. But this one's my favorite. 10 out of 10. Let's go some dirty black metal. I love me some dirty black metal, man, and I gotta give you props for that. Starting the nightclub got me into fucking the black metal, the death metal. I love, I love, I love diving into that. You know what? I love it more when it's the spooky season and we're about oh, to yeah. get there we're about to get we're, we're, we're kind of in it now but we're about to really get into it so fuck yeah awesome 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 so ian that was for you specifically for you i hope you enjoyed ricky's ripping riffs this this go around um we're gonna bring yeah, this babe. back and do it more um yeah, because are. i miss it i honestly me miss too. it and It'll give um, me reason to listen to music again because all I really listen to is podcasts now. I, don't, I haven't been listening to a lot of music. so Fucking A, when he told me he wanted us to bring this back, I was like... I started me... looking for music to yeah. like, let me put this on. I ain't heard this in a while, you know? It's and when you suggested The Mummy, I was like, I know where to go. Desert Rock. Let me go to Clues uh. of the Stone Age. I just brought in Jay Mascus, cuz, but uh, yeah, cuz. There you go, Ian. I hope you enjoyed, you Scottish I thought bitch. About... I thought about Al Namrud, but I've talked about them so much on the, the show. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I'll give them a break. Yeah. I brought them up at least twice for sure. Yeah. Dope. And I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Ian, but you can grind a house and I'm going to prove it. You little bitch. Oh. I like when he says, you can grind a house. <laughs> you can grind a Ricky's ripping riffs. Yeah. But grind house can grind a house and grind house is going to prove that you can grind a house. <laughs> Even if I have to grind my own house with a can of gasoline and a match, I'll grind no. something. I'm gonna post oh, it on the social media. Whenever you finally decide to twerk up against the house, dude, I'm gonna do it. it it's gonna please. be embarrassing as fuck, but I'm gonna do it. No, it's gonna be. It's not for me. It's gonna be a ten out of ten moment. Yeah, not for you. It's gonna be you. <laughs> I will yeah, do absolutely. it. I'll do it, but it won't be the same. It's gotta be you. We can all do be, it. It has we'll to be all grind grind house. We'll all grind a house and we'll all post it. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, but. Yeah, you have to you have to come here and put on a red wig, and you can be groundskeeper Willie in the background, looking at me like disapprovingly, like <laughs> I can't believe this guy's doing this, and, or I'm sorry, I cannot believe this guy's doing this. <laughs> He's grinding on a house. What the hell? Well, if you're grinding on a house, you're definitely not a grass. <laughs> definitely not. Are y'all ready to talk about the mummy? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Too from bad, because first... 20, 2017, yes, I can't wait. 
Oh, oh no. first, Raw movie? we're oh, going to talk about funny things that mummies were buried with. <laughs> you ready for that? Yeah! <laughs> so, you might have heard of this guy. He wasn't, like, super popular, but King Tut was buried uh, <laughs> with a lot of stuff. Too, too uh, common? He wasn't, he was, He yeah. wasn't super pop. You've probably never heard of him. But, no, I don't know. know who he is. No, no idea, but, yeah. But, um, he was, he was buried with two unborn fetuses who were mummified. <laughs> um, and one, one was aged five months and the other nine months. And what's funny about this is apparently Egyptologists can't fucking decide if they were his kids or just someone else's. <laughs> so, Dude, okay. imagine imagine the two the two little alien corpses that the Mexican government just it's displayed totally to them. everybody. It, yeah, it's right. them. That's it's two Collins kids. <laughs> oh wow. The latch key latch pyramid kids. Latch pyramids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, Travis's best line ever, Latch Pyramid Kids. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, okay. Yeah, but it, I'll give you that one. You, you, out of the park. <laughs> out of the fucking park. <laughs> I'm glad I so, made you laugh so hard. I love it. <laughs> so here's another one. Pharaoh Khufu, who was buried <laughs> in the Great Pyramid at Giza, mm. had his Barrett. Well, they they excavated his shit, but they uncovered more than... 1200 pieces of a giant boat so this boy took his goddamn boat with him they reassembled it which is now on display in egypt it's 144 feet long made mostly of cedar imported from lebanon and doesn't contain a single nail using some fancy joining techniques that would put modern engineers to shame. Mm-hmm. Oh. Sounds kind of old worldy. I, old <laughs> I mean, it's it's like some tongue and groove shit. I mean, we have <laughs> yeah. that shit right now, but okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. that's, um, like, that's, that's like an Egyptian Titanic over there. They're fucking floating <laughs> this boat through the waters, and they're like, don't mind the pyramid that's sticking out the fucking ocean, Captain. Right. <laughs> Let's just jerk yeah. hard right, hard right. Right, Ro- Rose and Jack. What would Rose and Jack's name be in in ancient Egypt? It'd be like Rose, um, uh, Rus and Common, and uh, and Common. Yeah, okay. and and uh, and Jack and Often, Jack and Off, Jack and Off. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Don't let go, yeah. Rose and Common. Yeah. I won't Jack and Often. <laughs> <laughs> so and then, come back, come, come back. Come back, Come Jack and Often. <laughs> Come on my back. Come, Come on, on my, my back. back. <laughs> that's oh, well, little do people know that's the that that was their child and heir to their dynasty. <laughs> Come um, on my back. <laughs> possibly, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> next one, and this isn't super surprising, but it's still really fun because if you're going to the afterlife, you're going to want your slaves with you. So after he was gored to death by a hippo, <laughs> King Aha, shout out Chuddle to Sam, uh, uh, King Aha was gored by a hippo. How about that? What a way uh, to go. How do you um, get he, gored by a hippo, man? Bro, he the... was thirsty. He wanted some water. 
What them the hippos fuck? fucking gangbanged him, bro. And uh, <laughs> ow, I'm sorry. I know this is not what you want, Grindhouse, but I'm getting fucking <laughs> tore up by a cat right now, man. Get a, get a, fucking oh, insect. Fuck. I said it before. Get a hammer. They will learn no, quickly. No, they will learn quickly. Yep. But Frank Franken beans is fucking me up. Anywho, to to accompany Aha in the afterlife, um, some courtesans, retainers, and slaves all drank poison and decided to go get buried with them. So fun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I want to have servants in the afterlife. I'm I, and just I'm going to sure. now. Who wouldn't? It, it's going to be the two of you. Just well, that <laughs> makes the most sense, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it really <laughs> so does. They, they drank. They drank the old school Kool Aid. Is what you're saying, hey, though? Yeah. Very Jim Jones of him. He was ahead of his time. I like this the guy. Old school Kool-Aid. Okay. <laughs> That's the old world <laughs> Kool-Aid right there. Uh, <laughs> so uh. they also sometimes buried their board games with them because who doesn't want to have fun? You know? Did they and have Warhammer back then? Did they have any? Was there they any didn't 40- have Warhammer because they couldn't figure out how to sculpt the clothes. So all their little people were naked. <laughs> they played Phasmophobia and, and all the time. <laughs> And Minecraft. They were Minecraft in ancient Egypt. <laughs> oh, no. I think they had their so, own version of Warhammer 40K, but it was like Warhammer. It was one, real life. Like 1K. It was like yeah, 1K. It was, <laughs> and it was also known as real life. They exactly. just, they just <laughs> ran around and they lived it. They just ran around in that hot ass, unhospitable desert and did all that shit. So, you know, sounds like Louisiana <laughs> um, to me. I mean, they needed I Jesus. They needed Jesus. We do too, but they needed yeah. it back then. Oh, I just, well, and there were so many of those that were buried with like their horses and their chariots and shit like that. That's like, yep. and the guy that was buried with his boat. I mean, like, I hope, I hope one day that I, honestly, I hope I have enough money to be like properly buried, not just like cast out in the sidewalk and the fucking vultures eat my ass. But can Dude. you imagine being so rich you can bear with your fucking boat? True, true, <laughs> like, true bro, story. King true. Tut, go, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, King Tut. King Tut had six chariots buried in with him. Three wow. just for show, just his decorative. That was the ones he brought to the car shows. And three <laughs> for everyday affairs. So he took it. He had three everyday drivers that he had, but he also had his really nice shit with like the fucking rams oh. and shit. What would yeah. what would what would Trump be buried with? He'd be buried with like oh, the Lord. everyone who was ever on The Apprentice. Um, oh, he you know he'd be he, he, <laughs> oh that he fired God. that he fired everyone no, he ever yeah. fired was gonna be if buried. If Trump with fires him. you, you gotta yeah. be buried with him for sure. No, I think he's like he's like a stack of thousand dollar bills in like one red rooster chrome. That, that that's like just <laughs> off to the side and just. Every time he even his bones even settled, something would go. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't. Hmm. Trump is calling the morning. <clears throat> I don't true, think so. True story. Um, based on oh shit, what what were we just talking about? True, because I had a true story Chariots. about. No, no, no! Don't, 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 don't. Okay, don't. I'm trying. Uh, to... Chariots, things you were buried with, being too wealthy, buried with your slaves. Oh, tr- your tr- no, no, yeah. True story, my cousin DJ. Oh, God damn, cat is scratching my fucking love handles. Um, true story, my cousin DJ got buried, and we we're gonna we bur- bury that cat with you. We buried we buried him. I'm an Egyptian god. We buried him with um black and milds in his pocket because my cousin yeah. DJ used to smoke black and milds all the time. And other true story, 
my mom almost got cremated because we couldn't find her fucking um, insurance policy. But mm-hmm. My mom wanted to be buried proper, like buried in a grave in a coffin. But we didn't know we didn't know where to find it, and so the funeral home was like, "She's about to fucking be cremated because we don't know." Right. And Ricky's mom was actually a part of that whole thing, Miss um, mm-hmm. Cynthia. Yeah, and she 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 was so sweet and awesome throughout that whole process with us, and um, we found my mom's life insurance policy. So my mom got to be buried the way she wanted, and I want to shout out mean- Ricky's. Do you mean Rick. will? Do you mean will? No, it not wasn't a will. No, no. Life insurance policy does not dictate how you're buried. Well, we had to find her life insurance policy to afford her a. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Now burial. I get you. Okay, so you talk. Okay, you're talking dollars and cents. Okay, I, I yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were talking about a will, like last wishes shit. Okay, no, sorry. no, 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 sorry. No, no. I, I wasn't trying to fuck with you. I was just like, no, 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 no. That makes sense. Yeah, her last oh, wishes were to be buried like that, and then and so I want to give a shout out to Ricky's mom too, though for being the best the whole time, and she also gave me um these little, it was like a little frame thing for my mom and stuff, and so that was dope. And all that being said, true life story, fucking tell people where you have your life insurance policies at because what you want, yep. yeah, 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 what you want. Yep. And 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 give them the 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 way to find it because we found it last minute in a filing cabinet in my old house somewhere. So wow, yeah, it was like imagine Tutankhamen being like, yeah, I want to have a whole pyramid, and it's like, well, we can't find the paperwork for that, sir. So you're not going to be buried in a fucking oh, s- amazing something. structure. <laughs> I think with him, with him, I think it was probably carved in a slave's back, so everybody knew it. <laughs> right. He was, just, he was just a guy that followed him around just in case he died. And if he died, just read the guy's back. And that's what you got to do. <laughs> read the like scabs. It's like it, hieroglyphics. Hierogly- exactly. Fuck it. Yep. So he wants to be buried in a, t- okay, let's see. Yeah, one pyramid. Let's see. Okay, six <laughs> chariots. Seven. Why only seven horses? Well, we got to have something to eat. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, so yeah, I mean, <laughs> it makes sense. That's I, another great segue, Grindhouse, because <laughs> that's something else that these motherfuckers were bringing with them. They basically mummified meat. They dried oh. it out with salt and resin. Um, in Tut's tomb, there were over a hundred baskets full of, aside from the meat. 100 baskets full of barley, figs, grapes, melons, and other shit. Um, and some wine. <laughs> Lots of jars of wine. So, Tut was going nice. out. Tut was going out with, uh, nice. With Even in class. the afterlife, you get to eat like a king and get fucked up and get some bitches. I fucking dig this guy. He's got Yeah, some that's shit what going I was going to say is I'd love to f- be fucking buried with the whiskey and shit. Hell yeah. Yeah, bud. Oh, you will no, be. That's I can, all I, I can promise you that. I can promise you. When they bury your ass, I will drop. It's gonna be a small bottle, but it'll be good. I'll drop it. Don't worry. Just put it. Oh, yeah. Just just put it. No, listen. It, it ain't gotta be fancy. Put a put a little fucking half pint of T Dub in my fucking casket and call it a oh, day. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna unscrew it and throw it into your ass. I wanna I wanna watch your <laughs> eyes turn. I wanna see your eyes go bloodshot when you're dead. I wanna see. Yeah. It. <laughs> you uh, get me get me drunk when I'm dead, Grindhouse. Yeah, that's might. in my will now. Oh. Yeah, I want y'all to find a possum or or something and and sneak it into the casket before they put me in, like alive, like a live yeah. possum. Yeah, really. If you can, <laughs> I'll, 
I'll, uh, I'll do my best. That's I mean, not good for the possum, but I'll do it I, for you, bro. I'll do it for you. Well, I think you're I my think brother. I'll, I think Opossum Bin Laden I'll would be approve. The, I'll so, be the possum yeah. king. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Forever. 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 And I will Boy, build you a yeah, nice sir. little pyramid. It, I mean, it's going to be made out of like wood, so it may, maybe ain't going to last nice. for a thousand years, but it will be it sweet. It will be finished. I mean, it will be, it will have a point like Travis likes. So it'll be mm-hmm. about eight inches long, two inches in diameter, something Travis can stop by and sit on when he's feeling sad. Yeah. Um, good. But, good. <laughs> yeah. I can't yeah. wait to ride Ricky's fucking grave. I can't wait to. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can just see it. I'm so sad right now. (laughs) Yeah, I wish this was video. We got to do a YouTube at some point. People want to see this shit, man. They want to see us. Oh, yeah. So sad right there. Yes, give it to me, baby. Give it to me, baby. Give it to me, Ricky. Give it to me. Give me that afterlife. Give me that afterlife. Give me that that afterlife. For the record, Viking funeral. Okay. Oh, oh I yeah. will. I will Viking try funeral. to shoot an arrow at your fucking dead body. I promise yes, you. All day. I will yeah, shoot but you'll, your you'll, ass. But you'll miss though. Like, can you let Ricky? No, do I it? won't. I, I think no. Ricky can probably hit it. I know. I, I've I've actually shot I've, bows I've got, many times. I've got bad vision, bro. But I will try. I'm the guy for you. I'll, I've shot. I'll bows. look more like a Viking while I do it. So. That is okay. it should be me. It should so, be yeah. Me. So maybe it's just the showmanship, maybe not the finale, but the Rick, showmanship. Ricky's gonna part. miss like a I'm lot like, of times. I'm like this. It's like going in all the directions, and Travis is just shaking. Oh no, his fucking, head. fucking Ricky's, Ricky's, Ricky's gonna walk away with an arrow in each foot, going, "I, well, I tried. Uh, I gave it my best. I don't see too good." I'm like, I'll be like Danny DeVito when he's talking about how he tried to apprehend those criminals with his guns. <laughs> oh, he's like, exactly he's right. like, well, so I seen him. And he's like, so I started blasting. He's like, but I don't <laughs> see too good. So I didn't hit him. So I started chasing him. But I don't run too good either. <laughs> Ricky's yes. just drowning, trying to shoot arrows in the river. <laughs> Grindhouse's body fucking starts getting eaten by piranhas and shit. <laughs> it's a well, 10 out of 10. I'm guessing it's going to be in the south somewhere, and if I know how you guys make shit, the boat will sink when it's three feet from shore. So just oh, oh no no no, we know how no, to make boats. The gators are going to carry you away. <laughs> see, that's gonna, even better. That's we're gonna even better. Send, we're going to send Grindhouse out on a fan boat, and the gators uh, are going to fucking swarm his body. <laughs> Oh, yeah, if you're going to send me out in a fan that's boat? A, that's a yeah. Cajun no. Viking funeral. No. We yeah. just lay the propane tanks on it. Yeah, yeah bro. Just, yeah, just tie the, tie, tie the throttle with string and tie the, tie the fin with string. I just want to go straight out into the sunset. Just I, I just want to keep going. And the sad part is eventually the some bitch will run out of gas and I'll just be floating out in the ocean, but I don't give a fuck. That's fine. My ribs yeah. are hurting. You'll hit, <laughs> My ribs are you'll hurting. hit an oil derrick or something, bro. It's, it'll be the gulf. So. Uh, uh, Not if, true. Well, I don't want to fuck. I, yeah, I don't want to fuck up the environment. I just want to like go out in style. Maybe just give her a little know. bit of a lean to the left, so I curve oh. off. And, you know, worst comes to worst, I can curve off and I can hit Florida, and because nobody right. cares about Florida. So show up, show <laughs> yeah. up, show up in yeah. Sam's fucking yard. Since yeah, yeah. right there on the coast. Yeah. Welcome to Hurricane Grindhouse, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> hurricane blew a grindhouse in my yard. Yeah. I, I'm okay with that. <laughs>
So if you have not seen tonight's film, um, what you want to do is you want to fucking study Egyptology, right? You want to get familiar with the hieroglyphs and all that shit. You want to have a personal background in knowing how to study Egyptology and hieroglyphs because that that counts in this movie. It really does. It really really does. does. You want to have a Brendan Fraser renaissance because that man was done wrong by the Hollywood system and I'm so happy he came back with the whale. That man is a treasure. He is... Absolutely. People forget about the, the Brendan Fraser. They forget they forget but we don't we don't not here not fucking tonight a. he was he was a fucking funny tom cruise that's what he was he was a funny tom cruise he like was he, a he could he could do everything but he was funny tom cruise was never funny he was a, he i was mean a, i laugh i laugh at tom cruise a lot but it's not the same i agree well, yeah <laughs> well it's because he's fucking three feet tall and they have to put him on a box every time he's in a scientology yeah. it's the scientology <laughs> thing yeah yeah <laughs> brendan fraser is not a scientologist so what you don't want to do for tonight's movie is be a scientologist because if you are hey man listen to the nightclub we love you but email us at the nightclub podcast at gmail.com and tell us why you are a scientologist and why tom cruise is better than brendan frazier and then we're gonna hashtag tell you why you watch this movie wrong so um, yeah tonight's movie is the mummy and fuck it let the ritual begin oh stop you bastards why are you torturing me like this (laughs) why Listeners, here at the nightclub, we like to keep things spoiler-free on top. And then, no, I'm just playing. We, we, we were all, like, raised in barns or something. We don't do all that. Fuck so, no. The Mummy is a 1999 American action-adventure film written and directed by Stephen Summers. Mm-hmm. It's a remake of the 1932 film of the same name, starring Brendan Fraser, Rachel Weisz, John Hanna, Arnold Voslo, <laughs> in the title role as the reanimated mummy. Also starring Kevin J. O'Connor as mm-hmm. Benny, Odid Fair as Ardith Bay, because he yeah. Bay is Bay. Odid Odid Fair is Ardith Bay, and that's so appropriate because he Bay. For sure, he Bay. Um, Eric Avari. As Dr. Terrence Bay, who is also Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, Stephen Dunham as Isaac Henderson. I don't know which character that is. He's one of those <laughs> Indiana Jones ripoffs. Corey <laughs> Johnson as another indie ripoff. Tuck Watkins as a third indie ripoff. <laughs> and Omid Dijali as Warden God Hassan, who 
was the Egyptologist, I believe, in there, and he was also dope. I want to shout out Jonathan Hyde too as Doctor Alan Chamberlain. Just Which saying one is he? Which character is he? He's Doctor Alan Chamberlain. Oh, he's the Egyptologist. Yes, yes he is. Yep. He's okay. He, he's a great Omid, character. Jolly is the uh, fucking Middle Eastern uh, Charlie Day. Yes, <laughs> of his voice. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. he's yes. dope. He's great. Yep. Okay. Um, he is the he's and, the, he, the dumbass oblivious prison warden. Yep, he's just and awesome. I I gotta also shout out Bernard Fox as Winston Havelock, uh-huh. uh-huh. and especially uh-huh. Patricia Velasquez because as soon as I saw her walking in that one shot with the body paint, I mm-hmm. instantly started and finished puberty. Right there at nine years old. So I got to shout that out too. Um, but yeah, I mean, Brendan Fraser, Rachel Weiss, let's, let's go. Cause oh, yeah, dude. Star the cast, cast in this is a fucking 10. Like I was saying, people forget about Brendan Fraser. Like they, they don't remember that in the 90s and early 2000s, he was a big fucking star a household name and a talent a talent that was unparalleled and they they don't remember they just don't remember for whatever reason i I do too i remember but he's a big part of my childhood as well this movie not so much but we'll get there in a second i I do want to mention real quick before we jump into some of the trivia about this film that this movie was buried in production hell uh in the 80s our boy, George A. Romero, was attached to this movie. He yeah. was writing the fucking script for this. He was attached to be the fucking guy. It went on from him to um, Clive Barker, mm-hmm. who his his script was – it was supposed to be – I bet it be, was amazing. <laughs> it, was, it was described as dark, sexual, and filled with mysticism, which I would love amazing. to see his version of this movie. Hell I would yeah. love to see. It was very different. Very Hell different Razor version. in Egypt? Are you fucking kidding me? Of course I want it. <laughs> it was it was supposed to be like a low budget version of the mummy where you had like this <clears throat> gala opening of the mummy presented. And yeah, there was this whole way. Well, they used story. to do that in the Victorian era, bro. Once they mm. really started pulling these mummies out of the ground back then. They would have mummy unwrapping parties. Oh um, wow! In the Victorian era, because they were like the fucking like millennials of the past times. The Victorians, uh-huh. they 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 were just all like super privileged and had enough money and time yeah. to and they just buy somebody... mummies to unwrap them. Yeah, and somebody <laughs> somebody made a selfie, but they had to carve it out of a stone. They're like, right. hold still. You know, that's why they were all playing with Ouija boards and just they were just you know. They was them guys. At one point in the 90s, Mick Garris was attached as the writer, and his version of the script was violent and dark, and it revolved around this art museum. And that that's when that's when Clive Barker was on point, too. But then later, it switched to Joe Dante, our boy what? from Gremlins and the Howling, was attached as director, mm-hmm. starring Daniel Day-Lewis as the mummy. Oh, fuck. So this, this film has gone through everybody like and there's so much more there's so much more on this film um that you know before it finally landed in steven summer's lap and he tried to have daniel day lewis as part of it but it didn't work out other things happen and blah 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 we end up with our other boy brennan fraser finally being cast and like you were saying 
um, Rachel Weiss and so Ushibe. Ushibe. Oh. After George of the Jungle's box office success, that's why Brendan Fraser was was considered for the role. Okay. And oh, wow. pe- people can hate wow. on George of the Jungle all they want, but I was I was of the age when that movie came out. That movie it, was fucking Brennan, fun. Brendan Fraser is Bay. Yeah, he what is. What you gonna do? What you? Oh, but is do? it? But is it safe to say, gentlemen? And and I ask this as an honest opinion. Every single person cast in this movie is perfect. Yes, every yeah. single yeah. person. And 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 how often can you say that about a movie where you, you especially watch... a big Hollywood movie? Exactly, where you you come across and there's not one or two people you would have replaced with somebody else that you know that you think might have done a better job. This movie was flawlessly cast. Right. Mm-hmm. And during its production in, in 1998, it lasted for 17 weeks, which is very long, very long time for a big production. Um, and they weren't they weren't unfortunately able to shoot in Egypt because of political shit. Right. So they they filmed in Morocco. Fucking Gaddafi, bro. Gaddafi was like, <laughs> hell no. <laughs> was it Gaddafi? Probably actually, Gaddafi probably would have been like, hell yeah, bring me that money. <laughs> He'd have probably been like, you oh, want think... some of the oil off of my, my, my poor citizens' backs and shit, too? Gaddafi was a bastard. So <laughs> years, wasn't, years. wasn't Gaddafi Libya, though? I mean, I don't know, bro. I'm just okay. Oh, you're, out just, bones. Ricky, you're spouting. You're spouting. Okay. Rick, whoever making, whoever was spouting. in charge of Egypt. I don't Ricky's know. making jokes, and I'm going to climb on top of it and say he didn't want that fucking blade shoved up his ass yet. So, yeah, he definitely would have been behind it. Um, <laughs> the special effects for this film. I think cost... he was in front of it. Just, uh, he he just, was he he was underneath it. Uh, well, whatever, whatever. Yeah. He, well, he, either way. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. The he, special he, he got what he had coming. <laughs> oh well. Yep. The special yeah, effects for this movie was uh fifty million bucks for out of the budget, and it was made by um Industrial Light and Magic. So that that's how you know. Like at the time in night. So I want to preface this movie, and this is coming from a first time watcher. To, to preface this film, at the cutting edge of technology for special effects CGI, you have Industrial Light and Magic. That's George fucking Lucas's company, all right? That's Star yeah. Wars. So, no shit. Yeah, they were making the high quality. They were making high quality fucking shit back then. And also, they had animatronic and practical effects all blended in. They did a mixture mm-hmm. of all of those things for this movie. So, Whatever you no. see on screen, it might not add up to that, and sometimes that's the case. Eh, but eh, eh. I, I'm gonna say right now, I know the CGI isn't all great, but I feel like it holds up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna top you there, Rick. There's one bad scene in this movie, one that is like you see the whole rest of this movie, and then you're like, you see the scene, and you're like, what the fuck, guys? Was like somebody on break, and somebody else got to uh-huh. take over. And that was the chariot coming down the steps to seal. Oh, I, love so it. I love that, that was, part. Uh, well, I love it too. But effects wise, it was the worst yeah. scene in the movie. Mm. The only bad scene, the only bad one. The rest of it was fucking more than legit. They also had a little bit of stop motion in there. Um, I don't know where it's at, um, but that's apparently part of it. Huh. I didn't. Ha- I didn't have time to pull all that together. But this movie, this movie had a lot going on as far as production. People really poured their hearts into this film, and it was it was troubled from years of being in in development hell and going through script changes, directors, actors, everything else. But it finally came to fruition. A remake of the classic Universal horror monster, The Mummy, happened in 1999, 
little bit of trivia mm-hmm. on this movie. Brendan Fraser nearly died during a scene where his character oh, yeah. is hanged. When and hung. Yep. Rachel Weiss remembers that he stopped breathing and had to be resuscitated. Uh-huh. All right. Damn. They had to resuscitate the Brendan Fraser. They uh-huh. had to resuscitate From the, the hanging. From the uh-huh. hanging. Cool. Yeah. That boy they had was... to resuscitate him. <laughs> yeah. That boy was fucking Brendan dead. He was dead on arrival. He was like in Sino Man, but not in the ice. Um, yeah. In one scene, Benny is shown. Benny is our boy. Benny's the boy. Benny's our boy. Yeah. yeah. He, he is shown with a sack full of gold, which he's trying to load onto a camel. And Benny is pulling this camel by the reins, but it's not listening to him at all. It won't even fucking budge. Turns out during production, none of the camels for no fucking reason liked Kevin J. O'Connor. The actor playing Benny, they none of the camels liked him. They were like, "Fuck this guy!" Fuck All the him. camels I, just got together I, and decided they hated him. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's it's probably the same reason the cats don't like you where you're at. It's just like they smell something. They're like, "This guy's off. This guy's <laughs> just off." They keep biting my feet because they want me to touch them. They want me to uh, play with them. Uh, yeah, let's go with that. Uh, go ahead. Uh, no, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. The, the open the opening voiceover was originally intended to be read by um Impotep himself. Mm-hmm. Director Stephen Somers later realized that Imhotep wasn't going to speak any English in this movie, yeah, so right. they Makes cast sense. someone else to do it. And I think that may, yeah, I, I perfect. Hundred percent agree. Perfect. Yep. Perfect. Yeah, isn't it? Isn't it our boy, uh, Oded? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, Oded Fair. Yeah, it sounds yep. like Oded Fair. Yeah. Yep. Uh. Well, uh, Ardeth Bay. Yeah. Yeah. Ardith, so Ardith, that's him. That's him. That's yep. him. Yep. 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 Right. Yeah. Uh, his the, his character is one of the Magi is telling the story. Yep. Is he? Is he? Is he the um? guy from deuce bigelow mel gigolo yes he is yes, yes he is. he's got the same voice in that movie yeah. it's so dope yeah. <laughs> well he's also from a couple of resident evil movies if we yeah, want to stick is. to like horror you know horror podcasts and all no but he was i mean and, but his character is just so i mean i'm gonna go back and say it again every person in this movie was perfectly cast everybody just brought me the fucking because i mean this is a remake of a movie that had been around for goddamn ever, and nobody could figure out how to remake it properly. These guys just fucking brought the noise. And even, you know, as we talk about the different directors that were once attached and the different writers that were once attached, and it's like somebody got dark and sexual and somebody got dark and violent, whatever else. This was the perfect 1999 sort of not over sexual, but a little bit of like a crotch grind, you know, a little bit of a dry hump. <laughs> It was all just perfect. Rachel Weiss was not a big fan of horror films, um, but she didn't see this film as one, which is interesting for this show because fuck her. And she said in an interview, this movie is hokum and a comic book world, which I also agree with. I, I agree, agree with, with all that. Yeah. Yep. But it's also a fucking horror. I movie. also I also would say it's not predominantly horror. I'd say it's predominantly action adventure. Yes. But. But there's horror elements in it. And horror elements. And that's why we didn't say it, but tonight we're at Castle Moonskull for this one. I guess we didn't even do that oh, one. Oh, but... boy. I don't, I don't, you know, I'll tell you what. Having watched it again and, and having that thought of like, why are we watching this movie? Because it's not a horror movie. And then watching it with the lens of like the, like somebody who loves horror. Mm-hmm. I will admit, I never saw this. 
but I think you could very fairly call this a horror movie. Now, yes, horror it's got adjacent. some it's horror adjacent. Adjacent. Well, I, yeah. I, 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 and I'm not going to argue the back and forth, but I mean, and it's definitely got some Indiana Jones type shit. It's definitely got some comedy shit. But when you get down to the moments in this movie, yeah, the moments, the mm-hmm. moments are one of two things. They're either very funny or they're yeah. very, very horror esque. They are. There's the moments are not any of the other ones. So, I mean, I, I, horror adjacent. Okay. Let's call it that. That's fine. But I, it's so funny because I've seen this movie a hundred times and I've never been like, this is a horror movie. But this last time I watched it, I'm like, oh, fuck. Look at this. It actually might be. So it, it, it was enlightening for me. Well, what lends to that too is the effects team was told. There's supposed to be no gore when designing the look of the mummy itself, like its transformations. And they actually right. did tests for a grossness threshold. I like that term, grossness threshold. How gross is this shit? I wish be? it would have had more more uh, goo, but you know. A little bit more goo? I could do with some goo. With some shout, out, shout out to, again to Shuttle the Pod for the eighth time in this episode. <laughs> And yeah. lastly, I'm gonna leave us with this one. There's so much trivia on this movie and 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 everything else, but according to director Steven Summers, Universal phoned him the morning after this movie was released and said, "We need another one." Of course. <laughs> Boom. So that's that's to say the success of this film. We don't do ratings from um, you know, IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes and all that on here normally. Normally, sometimes we'll mention them, but we don't normally do that. But this movie was enough of a success, and it was a big success. Huge, tremendous success that it garnered an, a sequel. And then another one I never even heard of. I didn't even know there was a third movie. So, wow. Oh, Scorpion yeah. King. Scorpion King. Well, that was Scorpion a spin. Scorpion King's that, a second. That's a sp- No. No. no the, Mummy, the, the Mummy Returns was the second. Oh. Well, and, there's a third mummy movie also. It's called, it's called, uh, hold up. I'm right. Scorpion King it. was a spinoff. It wasn't even the third. Right. The third one was the one Ricky's about to say. Uh, the mummy tomb of the dragon emperor. Apparently it takes place in China. Yep. And it's got, oh, with a, yeah. Jet okay. Lee yes. Yep. It, okay. Which sounds okay. dope yep. as fuck. I, I, I want to watch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he's the one that, that's one that brings back all the, all like the, uh, I terracotta guys. Thank you. The terracotta yeah. soldiers. Yep. Yep. The terracotta I, soldiers. I, I do want to <clears> real quick give give props to the um the Jerry Goldsmith who did the score for this film. Because he he's done the score for a lot of movies, like the Rambo movies, Logan's Run, Planet of the Apes, Alien, Poltergeist, Gremlins. Like Damn. this guy, this guy is every fucking where. Total recall, Air Force One. Mulan, like he's everywhere. This guy just he, Jerry Goldsmith. He's the fucking guy. So he did the score for this film, and it's it's not. I wouldn't say it's memorable for me because I just watched it. But let, let's go off that. This was my first time watch. Um, I'd never seen the Mummy, even though I I would have been of age when this came out, like Ricky was, but mm-hmm. I just never saw it. Disappointing, and, just. Yeah, well, but the words. at at this point, I I'm I'm happy that I finally have seen this movie. I finally saw this movie. <laughs> I don't know how to talk, and I, I do want to see the the sequels because I enjoyed that movie. I enjoyed oh, this dude, movie that much. They go off the fuck. Well, the second one goes off the fucking rails. Mm-hmm. 
and you get an amazing CGI Dwayne The Rock Johnson. As the Scorpion King, yes. Oh, God, that is so good and bad at the same time. Oh, what? Yeah, oh. It's good and bad. You know it's you know it's good and bad. You're like, yeah, but like Yeah. Like fucking like cartoon rock scorpion. I just eh, yeah. <laughs> didn't didn't exactly work for me. So when did you first see this movie, Growing House? Oh, in theaters when it came out. Me too. Mom and Dad mm-hmm. took me and I loved it. It was a blast. And it also kick started puberty for me. <laughs> well, yeah, I uh, that was maybe the, I mean, one of the cool parts slash awkward parts of this movie is that there is an inherent sexuality to it. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, it's like they don't ever give you a, like a whole tit. They just give you like a right. mirage of a tit. And I think that's like right. the whole desert thing. It's like they keep everything like at <laughs> mirage level. They a do. Mirage. Like, yeah. Like, mirage did tit. I, did I see that? that that oasis over there i don't think so like did i see that tit over there i don't think so but maybe and so you just kind of follow it but yeah that, you're yeah like I, a, you're like a tray you going to the fucking cat the those monuments that are gonna laser his ass and they got them titties out uh that's that's some, yeah that's some old school shit right there i you know what i hope when i die i hope it's because i was killed by a tit that would be great that'd be I'm great a, i'm oh, too yeah. i yeah. hope i suffocate I wanna... on them titties I want to be. We should I'll, cover Mother's Day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was an awkward transition. We're talking about titties, and you want to talk about your mama? Okay. Well, hey. <laughs> oh no, no, no. I no, know. No. I know it's the South, and things are different. <laughs> I know that. That's that's okay. <laughs> Ooh, <but hey. laughs> I love it. I love uh, it. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well. Oh. So. Okay. So the mummy. We're gonna get into it. Fuck it. Oh. Mummy 1999, let's In Thebes, Egypt, 1290 BC, High Priest Imhotep has an affair with what's her name? Ak- Anaxinamun. Anaxinamun. Anaxinamun, the yeah, mistress, mistress of, of Pharaoh Seti the first. Yep. Mm-hmm. I guess. <laughs> yeah, and I just love I love how she has she has her whole body painted, and the paints oh, always. Yeah. The paint's always like, this is like, if anyone ever paints figs ever, it's like, when you touch it and the paint's still wet, you're like, fuck. <laughs> but like, like her whole body somehow stays covered in wet paint. So <gasps> if anybody touches her, it's like, hey, somebody fucked with my bitch. I don't like that. Right. He, he's keeping heavy tabs. I Someone, like Someone's been touching his slam piece and he's <laughs> not happy about it. <laughs> I like how when Imhotep goes in there, like all his oh, all the yeah, all yeah. the guys in there are painted gold and they look like little Oscars running around and shit. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, well, you know why though. Brendan Fraser never won. Yeah. Well, exactly, exactly. Because this, this movie should have won at least twelve Oscars. That's why. That's why that they're showing that. They were like, like, come on, Oscar, Oscar, and then fucking nothing. Oscar, where you at? Yeah, and 
it, it gets it gets revealed that yeah they're do- they're totally having an affair the fucking mm-hmm. egypt or what's it uh the pharaoh comes in there and he's like holy shit who touched you and they they fucking get they get violent right away in this movie um oh. I, li- I i like this whole intro where the you intro's get, dope you get a backstory for this movie and they right. build they build on it and and that's part of the lore like for this film um what's her name again i can't say Anaxanamu. it yep. yeah she kills herself after the emperor fucking comes in and is like god damn she hot oh see i sorry i like, but... I like her line too because yeah. she's like my body is no longer his temple yep. oh and then she yeah herself. and she stabs the pharaoh yeah and i love i love the fucking like panning shots of like all his servants getting mummified alive. Yeah. That you like kind of see, but you can't really see, I guess, because they didn't want a bunch of, you know, they didn't want the real shit in there. Right. But then it goes and it talks about the curse of, uh, was it the curse of Amun or some shit? I don't know. But, I don't but they know. buried my, they bury my boy and they cover him in fucking flesh eating dung beetles. It's the best. Yeah, Imhotep fucking tries to get away, but they get him, and yeah, he gets he gets the worst burial you can fucking possibly have in, I'm gonna fuck this name up, but it's Hamumpatra. Hamanaptra. Hamanaptra, the city of the dead. That's where it's right. going down. And, and so the resurrection ritual is stopped by the Pharaoh's bodyguards and the Majad. Yeah. Or the Magi. What are what are they called? The Magi. The Magi. Yep. Yeah. The Magi. And, and Hamanoptera doesn't actually exist. Hamanoptera was created for this movie. It doesn't actually exist, which I thought was kind of cool. Dope. Huh. Dope. Like yeah. just good, just good writing. Yeah. Like I hear the word Hamanoptera and I'm like, fuck, I kind of want to go there, but I'm sort of afraid. So I <laughs> I think that like does it. Yeah. Ha- uh, Hamanoptera is like South Central of Egypt. It's like you know, it's not, it, it, the lore it's is like, cool. It's but like you don't it's like Crenshaw. There. Yeah, it's like Crenshaw on Friday night. Nobody <laughs> yeah. wants to go there. Everyone's heard of it, but nobody wants to go there. Yeah. Imhotep's priests are mummified with him, like Ricky was saying, oh, and Imhotep himself tongues out and just oh, dude, oh, they're getting God. the worst of it, and they get eat, they get buried with these flesh eating scarabs, and God damn. Underneath the statue of the god Anubis, so yep. you know it's real shit going down right here. Yeah, because Anubis is big. Anubis be banned. Oh fuck yeah! But fucking put like like with Imhotep, everybody that ever fucking knew him, it didn't matter if he would if you were his pharmacist, his bookkeeper. It didn't matter. <laughs> you got fuck. You got your fucking tongue come out, and you got your shit just right. sent to the fucking fourth side. I like I like all oh. his little Oscar slaves. I, I bet they were like, uh, man, I yeah. wanted to be a doctor, but I had yeah. to yeah. <laughs> like 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 <laughs> I, I have an IQ of three hundred, but I have but I gotta follow this guy around being all gold <laughs> and shit. Well, and exactly. he's fucking off fucking off with the Pharaoh's slam piece and now yeah. I gotta do this. You ever had you your dumb motherfuckers. You ever had your Egyptian shit pushed in? <laughs> yeah that's what's happening well in this like no movie. like but no but rick's right like i'm smart as hell but did you see me in this gold paint you see this like <laughs> oh don't i look good yeah and i like uh, yeah up until you get fucking mummified alive bitch you look great like oh <laughs> God, after this damn. great opening though like this awesome fucking opening we go to 1926 cairo in oh, egypt yeah. and now it's like this is a period piece for sure so the opening is the history 
And this movie lets you know this ain't uh, modern day. This is back in the gap. And Jonathan Carahan presents his sister Evelyn, a librarian. That's uh-huh. <laughs> Ricky was presenting that librarian shit. And she she is trying to like catalog certain she is things. Very Looney Tunes right here. She is downright <laughs> silly, if you will, in this I, scene. I didn't expect this scene, dude. I, I did bet not. you didn't. No, I did not. <laughs> Are we I skipping didn't the, it are we skipping the whole battle? It. The whole battle at the City of the Dead? Are we skipping all that? Where the Magi first show up and there's like the big battle and they're just shooting and going nuts and then... Oh, oh I yeah, think, I guess we I did. Really I think, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, watched it's, it's, I watched I mean, it's, movie it's, a few weeks ago, so I'm yeah, sorry. It's, it's good, not great, but it kind of like... it. No, it, it's still... For like the period piece, I think it sets the tone for the period piece. For sure, right? No, you're right, you're right. We need to talk about it. We need to talk about it. Yeah, Brent, Brendan Fraser is first introduced in this shootout that is happening, and what's this is when you first get introduced to Benny. Yep, yeah, yep, bro. yep. So Brendan Fraser and Benny, who is an Egyptian, I I assume Egyptian. Um, um, Benny is Hungarian because every time he starts cursing in another language, it yeah. says in Hungarian. Okay. So I'm just going to assume he's <laughs> Hungarian. Okay. So Benny is a Hungarian <laughs> character that's befriended Brendan Fraser, and Brendan Fraser is served there in with... the military with him, whatever military yeah. that it was, and, right? You know, probably the British because they were being terrible all over the world back then. <laughs> and I like, I mean, now they're just terrible over there, but back in the day they were terrible everywhere. So you know, and in this movie we're, we're there with them, and they're defending the the city that we said a minute ago. What, what's it called? Hamanamtra. They're defending that city and they're trying to keep the invaders out so that they don't find ultimately the fucking score down there, which is Imhotep's grave. But Benny Benny's a little cowardly fuck, and I love it. I love Bruh, his... I love I love the line the line the dialogue between them because they're seeing all these dudes on horseback <laughs> with swords and guns charging them, and it's obvious that they're greatly outnumbered yeah these guys ain't spartan warriors and no. this is a big <laughs> open desert that they don't live in so <laughs> you can tell right now they they're all fucked <laughs> and uh <laughs> um rick o'connell's like you with me here benny and benny's like your strength gives me strength <laughs> yeah until he fucking runs he runs like a little bitch and closes yeah. the fucking door. He's like, like don't you close door that door on me, Benny. Yeah. Don't you close that door yeah. on me. And he closes and he does. it. Yeah, yeah. Such a scumbag. Benny, Benny is one of my favorite characters ever. But yeah, yeah. Benny is what every rogue in D&D should be. Yeah. S- straight straight well, up. Well, like I said, I, I recast this movie going from the nightclub discord. And I know that Travis is Benny. And... Ricky, you are you are Evelyn and I am Rick. Okay. Why so, am I the librarian? Um because you're intelligent and beautiful and I kinda wanna oh. see you in lace on a camel. That's I'll why. Fair enough. So just okay. I'll accept being Benny, but <laughs> goddamn. Oh. Yeah, well, at so- least at least at least you're not the warden guy. Definitely. That was my that was my first thought, but Travis is smarter than him, so yeah, that guy. That guy didn't seem bright at all. Yeah, at least uh, Travis is playing the game. He's playing the game. That, that that guy was not playing the game. He he lost as soon as he was born. So yeah, no. <laughs> he was already losing. Yeah, 
So in in this opening scene, we do get the like the fucking Benny's betrayal of fucking Brendan Fraser. Um, he he's holding steadfast to protect this fucking area, and the Majad, um, if I'm saying that right, Majai, uh, the Majai, the Majai, the Majai, the Majai, go in, say and, it like Trump, the Majai, yeah. the yeah. Majai, the Majai, the Majai, China, the Majai, yeah. China. Yeah, they they go in there and they fucking wreck shop and I I don't know why does Brendan Fraser's life get spared? It's it's basically because because, of, because he runs to the statue to, like he of ends an, up of Anubis. He's an right, Anubis and yep. and shit start magic shit starts happening around him and the Magi get scared and they yeah, all out the face the face shows up in the sand and they're like nope Magi out but they yep. but and they, then but they, they leave him. Because they're yeah. watching him, and and he's the only one left. So our boy is like, the desert will kill him. Yes, yeah. that's why. Yep, they let him live. They let Brendan Fraser go because they're they think... sure he's gonna die. Yeah. Right, but he's a stone cold killer, so he gets to uh, go through the, his little, uh, we'll call it his Beverly Hills beach walk through the sand, and he <laughs> somehow gets out. But then he ends up in that fucking prison. But we don't we don't know that yet because we go to the library where we see Rachel Weiss looking in a book. And if there's ever been a woman that makes me want to read, oh, my God, I want to. <laughs> I also would like to be at the bottom of a ladder looking up. But that's just me, too. Oh, so, Lord. Oh, oh, Dude, hell. you know what? You're going to get crushed by bookshelves for that. Yeah. Uh, this because is, she is goofy. This you know is what? where as this long is the she's part in I was there, talking I about. You can crush that up against my bookshelf all day long. <laughs> I, I did forget the opening, but I did not forget her scene. I for, I did not forget her scene. She she does, and Ricky's right. Looney Tunes all day. I didn't expect this out of this movie. I didn't she, either. Yeah, she's she a little, but she also has that. She has that little bit of that skull that says, "What's my name, bitch?" And I I I dig that. <laughs> like, what she is has. My... She has a strong personality in this film, but right here. She's trying to like catalog certain stuff and she gets stuck on that ladder. And that ladder scene is so full of tension. Like it's so good. I loved it. And she don't know where to go and she don't know what to do because she's stranded. Let me let me paint the picture. She's putting books away. She's she's on a ladder on like fucking a four foot or not four foot. It's like uh, twelve foot. Like it's a, a big ladder. ladder. It's a big yeah. ladder. Yeah. It's a big ladder tall ladder and she's she's trying to fucking catalog these things she's reaching over to the next bookshelf across the 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 hallway and she can't and the reach balance it. shifts right yeah. And, yeah and she's on the ladder balancing so she's standing herself. straight up it's no longer leaning and yeah she's trying to figure out how to get down and she ends up falling on the bookshelves and it starts a chain reaction because <laughs> They set yeah, up all I, the bookshelves like dominoes. Yeah. So now all <laughs> the that fucking makes sense. books are yeah. fucked. Dude. But see, I, I sort of thought this was like if Travis worked at an auto zone and he was trying to get a starter for somebody. Like I think he'd <laughs> knock the whole fucking place down. <laughs> just, just, if you nope. if you if you worked on my crew, you'd be surprised, bitch. I probably would be, but I'm You'd having be fun. Surprised. So can no, we just, no, can I know. We just, can we no, just we work can, with it? we yeah. can, but I just for the listeners say, God damn. Yeah. No, but yeah. yeah, you know what? For the movie, I will <laughs> knock it all down because this scene was fucking awesome. I did not expect this shit from this movie. It, she knocks everything down in this whole place, and I'm 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 holding my head and my hands, and I'm like, no. 
And the guy comes in, and that character actor is the best. He's, he's the he's the best. And he's yeah. so mad at her. He's like, Why do I keep you on my staff? And she's like, I like I like well, when he's like, give me locusts, give me frogs. <laughs> he's yeah. like, any yeah. plague but you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's all part of the Egypt shit, dude. It's so good. Like the writing yeah. in this movie is awesome. I love all how they tie that all in. And then she's like, well, the reason yeah. you keep me here is because I'm the yeah. only one who can study all this shit that you don't fucking know about. Blah, blah, blah. It turns out later yeah. in the film, he's actually yeah. part of a secret society. Yeah, blah, and he's blah. just like, I don't care what it takes. Just clean up this machine. I just, and it's like, it, it's, <laughs> it's so, I mean, if you think about Egypt and you think about the the sandy regions of the area and you think about um, other things, it's like, it's. I honestly kind of thought it was a little bit of like a middle finger to like things like the Gaza Strip and things like that, where people have been fighting over a patch of sand forever. And it was like somebody just kind of casually went. Mm-hmm. So I I like I dig it. But I mean, like her role there as this, we'll call it the quiet librarian. But she also has like fucking mad when it comes to like deciphering hieroglyphs and doing whatever else. I mean, she's right, right. But I also think because this is supposed to be like 1929 or whatever else, she's also a woman. So it's like back then people did not put a lot of stock into what, you know, the fairer sex thought. So, I mean, it's she's got this great place where she's honestly she spends the whole movie like trying to prove herself. But she but she does it time and time and time again. So it's like bad boss bitch. Bad boss bitch. She's a fun character in a. A good role model for all the all the young ladies out there. Be like Rachel Weiss in this movie, Evelyn. Be oh like God, her. oh God, hell yes, yeah. Well, and then she so she goes down and she's sort of crawling through the, we'll call it the room of antiquities, and that's oh, yeah. and that's when her and everybody knows this person. Everyone has an asshole brother or sister shows up, <laughs> and like Jonathan's the best. <laughs> Uh, he is, but at the same time, it's like in my mind, I'm thinking, so you laid down in this coffin and you were fucking with the mummy inside of it. You stood it up and was like, boo. Like, oh, yeah. I, that just, that just seems like really poorly Jonathan's thought out. Ridiculous. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> well, and he's ridiculous through the whole movie, but he's also, and, and, and maybe that's like his point. Like, he's the stoolie, right? Where he just has to be punched over and over and over again. Right. But, Oh, there's something about him that made me want to punch him in the head the first time I saw oh, him. Oh, like, as, as soon as you see him, bro. Dude, as uh, soon as he pops out of that coffin, you want to punch him. Yeah. That, like, like, look just, at this guy. Yeah, I like him. It. Let's let's hit him. All right. Yeah. Let's hit him. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Because right after she knocks down the books, he pops out of the goddamn coffin to scare her. Well, and then he gives her that little box. You. The little box that she's playing with, you know, and she's like, look how smart I am. And boop. The pops pop, right. and it's she like figures this shit out for him. Well, in like he, ten seconds, he didn't flat. know how to figure out the lament configuration. <laughs> oh no! Well, that or the Rubik's cube, right? Either I, one. Yeah. I you love be... how he brings things to her, though. He's like, I don't know what this means, but I'm. But I stole it. <laughs> Fair and <Yeah>. square. <laughs> and throughout the movie, even though you know they're all every character in this film is going on a journey, and they're all brave to an extent, even. Our boy Benny, like Benny's a coward, but in this movie, he's still brave. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. all these characters are dope. I, I'd be I do... scared just to go in a pyramid, dude. 
Yeah, it's I'd be weird. scared I would get stuck in there somehow and die. A hundred percent. I agree. Like, I... like, what if something fucking falls? Dude, like, that's a real danger. Yep. It's dangerous going in that building. We've seen Don't enough of these movies where we know the booby traps are there, man. I've seen the Goonies. I've seen all that shit. Fuck that. Bro, we... even, not even just that, but just time, man. Uh-huh. How long do you think all that all that shit in there is gonna be staying standing up? I'd oh just yeah, be right. Like about a cave in, like fuck. If you fuck around too much, it's gonna fucking crumble on you. I'm gonna get stuck in some kind of pit with a bunch of crocodiles and and <laughs> dead people. Yeah, Jonathan is an awesome character. I love I love how he sticks around throughout the whole movie too. Mm-hmm. That's the thing about this movie: so many lovable characters, like all throughout. Even the people you're not supposed to like, even the side characters, there's so many great characters in this movie. And and I feel like time must have been dedicated to writing these these characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and the performances definitely lend to everyone being memorable from a first-time watch. Um, I haven't seen this more than once. I've only seen it one time, so I, I, I can't really... I haven't I haven't done my my Tibu second watch thing or whatever the fuck it it is, but I I, I want to I want to see it again I want to see it again. Well, but even like with with Doctor Bay when they're looking at the map and he accidentally sets it on fire, right? And <laughs> so as <laughs> yes. as Oops. Yeah. accidentally, right? Well, exactly. It but it's like he's like oh. For the best, I'm sure. And it's like, uh-huh. okay, there's no antiquities guy that would ever say that. Like he, right. an mm-hmm. antiquities guy would have jumped on that thing like a fucking live grenade to save his comrades, yep. if because yep. that would have been that was been my totally first like clue that that guy was not fucking on the up and up. Because I'm, I, oh, I, I don't agree think 100%. it was. I don't think they were subtle about it. I don't think it was supposed to be a big mystery. I think that, but that that I think is one of the beautiful things of this movie. It's like they give you these characters and they give you these. Like, if you're thinking about it, you kind of know who's who, but you also kind of know, like, who's good and bad, right? So they're not they're not secretive about it, the whole movie. But I – and normally I would be like, why did you have to spoon feed me that? But there's a piece of this movie that is so fucking good that I don't care. Also, I think – I will say I don't think most Agreed. audiences would know that that's not a thing that someone would do. I don't think most audiences... It went over my head, for sure. Yeah. Um, I... Until this last rewatch. I was like, damn, that boy looks like he burnt that shit on purpose. And mm-hmm. then he was like, it's for the best. And I'm like, hmm. Yeah. I don't hmm. think I don't, I don't think most Kinda people... Kind of sus, but it went over my that... head when I was a kid. Yeah. You know? Well, but you were a kid, so that makes sense. You know, I, I mean, when I first saw this, it was 1999. So I was a, you know, grown-ass man. And... It like it made sense that somebody who was trying to hide something would do something to sort of squash the evidence because I saw that shit right away. And when I see it now today, it's so obvious. It's ridiculous. But I also think that's kind of the fun part of like building all of the character dynamics in this movie, like who's up to what, you know, because really everybody except for Imhotep is on the same fucking team. Let's just not let Imhotep out, you know, right. even like the, the American treasure hunters. I don't think that they have any desire to let out Imhotep and have no. the whole fucking world. No. Killed, <laughs> yeah, you know, no. they're right. just looking for, they're just looking for treasure. But like back in 29, I mean, that made sense. That's what people were doing. People were, re- were raiding these pyramids for treasure all the time. 
So it makes total sense. It just happens that they came upon a mythical city that doesn't fucking exist and only shows up at sundown or sun up or whatever through a magical. Yeah. Anyway. So. Well, after that, Evelyn and Jonathan find Rick in a local prison. Rick, that's you, boy. Yeah. Um, and he, they get make me a, the hell out of here. They make a deal with that boy. Oh. Well, they 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 try to make a deal with his his um his warden. I would say is uh the Gad Hassan, the the fucking yeah, the Middle uh-huh. Eastern Charlie Day. That boy sounds just like Charlie Day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? What are you doing? Like, yeah, he's got that voice. Yeah. Um, Apparently, Rick, yeah, just... Rick manages to kiss Evelyn through the the jail cell bars, yeah. which is which is dope. Um, yeah. So Rick guides Evelyn to her. Um, well, they well no, they're up in the they're up in the um, the uh, the warden's little private bunkhouse, and they're talking about Rick being killed. And he was, and then the warden is like. I've been a very lonely man. And it gives her, like, the thigh tickle. Another thing that we shouldn't do, people. But then, like, the whole... It, it's, 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 I like the way enough. she slaps his hand. Yeah. And but for like, some reason, everyone in the fucking prison notices it. They saw him. Everyone laughs at him. And he's like, <laughs> kill him! And then he's like, he gets dropped. And he's like, oh, his neck did not break. Now we have to watch him strangle to death. <laughs> I mean, and... I, but again, another one of those moments in the movie where it's like... This is so far-fetched and so reaching, but I'm so down with it that I don't give a shit. I just mm-hmm. don't. I'm just so there. It's just awesome, you know? Well, you and, don't always die right away from getting hung. Like, you, if your neck right. don't snap, you do. You do. If the rope if the rope is too long, your head pops off. If the yeah. rope's not long enough, then it doesn't yeah. break your neck. So, which is my favorite fact about hanging, by the way. Yeah. Um. So... You know, he, he's dangling, and so she's trying to get him. She's trying to bargain for his life, and <laughs> I like how she talks him down, down. from his price <laughs> because he's that dumb. She's like, ah, deal, <laughs> right? He's like, oh, <laughs> but that's his like that's his character the whole movie. His his character's right. tagline is, oh, yeah, <laughs> it's so beautiful. What I does just, she I, what does she promise him though? Well, a split, um, a split a of the split treasure, of the treasure, right, right. right. Yeah. So, so she gains Rick's freedom, and um, this is what I was, what I was jumping to. Rick, Rick is the guy that's going to guide Evelyn and her party to, um, I can't say the city yeah. again. So, Hamanoptra, Hamanoptra, and um, they eventually they're they're sailing away on this boat. Yeah. I lo- I love this whole build up also. The, with the boat the scene boat. is the best. Yeah, I love the yeah. boat scene. So oh, much. it's yeah, so dope. Well, and Brendan Fraser gets all prettied up, and like when when she sees him, she just kind of goes, "You can you can hear she the spl- you can hear the splash, you can hear the splash, you can she hear melts. It. it's like yeah, like just oh, and it's like those those extra wide and tall layers of really cotton underdrawers just go poo and they're just wet. she definitely yeah. fucking loves the way he cleans up. Uh huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he, he's going to be their guide to get to Hamanoptra. And on the boat, they do encounter a band of American treasure hunters led by Rick's cowardly acquaintance, Benny. So Benny's back. Yeah. Benny's back, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Led by Rick's cowardly acquaintance. <laughs> Named <laughs> Tibu. Okay. <laughs> you, 
You remind me of Benny, dude. I think I think that you would turn on. Yeah, I'm, I, w- I would, would love to be Benny. Yeah, yeah, yeah you would. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we gonna I'm, get you a fez. It'll be cool. I'm I'm totally <laughs> Benny. I I don't deny it at all. Okay, I'm, I'm definitely I'm going on, be out for my own interest. I am until going I on cannot Amazon for a fez. That's who I am. <laughs> I'm gonna look for a fez for Travis on Amazon. I bet Amazon sells a fez. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, um, yeah. You can probably find a fez pretty. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look fast and cheap. A fez, okay. There's, a, there it is. I can get a six pack, a six pack of fez for twenty five oh, bucks. We need <laughs> nightclub fezes, dude. Dude, that would be. Why dope. don't we merchandise with some nightclub fezes? I, oh, I'd be down for that. Yeah. I'm still working on the nightclub mirrors, so I'll, I'll perfect those and I'll move on to the fezes. <laughs> <laughs> Onward. Oh. Onward. Oh. Well, they're 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 on the boat. You have the Americans playing a card game, and they're talking about all the treasure they're going to find. And then right. um, Rick encounters Evie reading a book on the boat deck, like a good little hot nerd girl she is. But then he unrolls his weapon sheath, and it's like, yeah, it's so even. Dope. Even I'm like, damn, dude. <laughs> like she's right. she, prepared. She, she's disgusted by this guy. She's like, oh. But she's also intrigued every time he fucking shows up and does something. Like it's it's, I I like this dynamic between these characters. I, I really right. do because she's oh, like her, fuck, fuck this yeah. guy. But at the same time, this guy is fucking hot as fuck, and he's dope. oh her her third eye is winking at him the whole time. It's just going the whole time, but it's more this way and going, <laughs> but it's winking <laughs> at him the whole time. He, so he's got uh, like a fucking arsenal in this role. Mm-hmm. And, oh, uh, fucking shotgun shells and knives and fucking pistol. I, it's just, he's got, to quote our friends from Max Movedrime, he's got everything. Now go on and leave me alone, Evie. Yeah, he's got everything. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and then so she kind of, oh, go ahead, Rich. She, she's like brushing her hair or some shit. Yep. And a fucking random Magi assassin shows up mm-hmm. with this crazy book thing and grabs her. And then all the shooting, the crazy cowboy oh. shooting starts. <laughs> oh, like you forgot the, like, huh? Go you ahead. forgot the one good scene though. What? When he's he's talking to her, and then he sees the shadow of Benny behind that like crate, and you can see the. If you oh. look at the shadow, it looks like Benny's whacking it. That's what it looks like. He's oh doing. no! <laughs> oh no! But then, but then he pull he pulls him out, and he's talking to him, and he's like, yeah, and he's like. Bye, Benny, and he chucks his ass he overboard. Throws him overboard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is so fucking good. Oh, I just, yeah. bye, Benny. I just, I love it. Yeah, and then you're right. Yeah, she's brushing her hair and she's walking on in her little cotton nightgown, and she's so, her magical third eye is still winking hard. Mm. And the assassins are after oh, her yep. box. I mean, yep. her puzzle <laughs> box. And so. Well, uh, Brennan Fraser shows up. <laughs> we have a big cowboy gunfight on this boat. Yeah. This is a dope scene. I yeah. love this. The fucking random Indiana Jones knockoff. Where is the key? Yes. Oh, it's so flipping good. Flipping tables over. Oh, and, yeah. And bullet, and bullet, fires. Bullet. There's bullets fucking going off right next yeah. to his head. And, and yeah. Like, all of this is action oriented, <sighs> heavy, hardcore, and I love it. I. I was watching this movie for the first time and being like, "Wow, wow!" Right? Yeah. I, I, I'm, Imagine I'm, seeing it as a kid, man. It's just, it's just dope. Oh, 
but mm-hmm. but I want to say I love the shit because like he he asks Evie if she can swim and she's like if the occasion calls for it and he's like mm-hmm. it calls for it and he picks her Oop. up and drops her. <laughs> yep, and, the and then the warden's like the warden's like what's going on what are we doing he's like he's like we'll figure it out stay right here yeah. Yeah. and then he jumps off and leaves the yeah. warden on the burning boat and the warden's looking around and he's yeah. like. Oh, oh, and he realizes that's, he's yeah. supposed to jump off the boat too. The second time, the second time he went, oh, yeah. <laughs> like because he'd been had. Yes, exactly. So the whole good. thing where the boat, like, and it's always amazing to me that like a the boat burns as fast as it as it does, but then like the action kicks off so hard from here. Yeah, and I mean, because up up till now we're doing a little bit of story, a little bit of lore, a little bit of character. And I think this is the point where somebody lights the fucking rocket, and the mm-hmm. thing just goes out into space, and then we're just hanging on for a ride from here on out. So the boat, the boat is burning. Everyone has abandoned ship. <laughs> They're uh-huh. on a river. Um, yeah, uh-huh. our yeah. gang is on one side, and everyone else is on the other <laughs> side. And Benny yeah. says, "Benny says, Brent, I know you love this line, so you I love go it in. too." Well, he's best. like, he's like, O'Connell, it looks like I have all of the horses. And he's like, Benny, it looks like you're on the wrong side of the river. <laughs> <laughs> it is so priceless because, because Benny has that, oh, moment too. That's so it's like, right. <laughs> I love, I love how they pit O'Connell against these people who are so out for blood and so out to do these bad things. And every one of them just has that, oh. And Benny gets downright Looney Tunes at times in this movie too. Mm-hmm. Oh fuck! Yes, he does. And then Good later, Lord. later in the movie, when they're they're fucking like racing towards um, I can't, I can't, I I'll never know. Hamanatra, Hamanatra, Hamanahamana, yeah, Hamanahamanatra, yeah. Whenever they're racing towards it, it's like camels versus horses, and I'm like, are you serious right now? Right, horses would win all day, but whatever they don't, um, they don't. So like it's the fact that that scene that y'all just mentioned plays into what happens later. And I'm like, y'all caught up with them and y'all can't beat them in a horse race with camels. Cause camels ain't running like horses. Cause sorry, they're not. Well, they're not doing that. Well, they're not, but, but camels can walk for far, far longer than a horse can without having to stop for rest and water. Sure, yeah, but that's not what's so, happening in the scene not I'm talking win about. In a race, though. No, no. Well, no, no, no. It is, and I don't think camels could outrace them. But I think the point of like all the scenes is they come together, and the worst, the worst part is, is they try to make it look like one can beat the other, and then when all is said and done, they get through the same fucking time anyway. So who cares? Right, yeah, yeah. Right. It's, like, it's stupid. Okay. It's yeah. it, I love it's it. Stupid it's stupid, and it don't matter. That's no, that's yeah. why I love it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But, yeah. So, but um, I also love to nitpick that- it. I also love that when when they get to the little village or whatever, where they buy the camels, um, <laughs> one of the first scenes you see is the warden being chased off by a bunch of women attacking him. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't know what this boy was trying to do, but it always makes well, me laugh. I think I know what he was trying to do, and they weren't having it. That's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, they just like, nope, get out of here, you smell bad, and you're yeah, done. Exactly, yep. <laughs> Once our team of Americans and um, Brendan Fraser and everyone else arrive, they they have to break up like, okay, we're going to search for treasure, but we're going to share this yep. space. And yep. that's where I, li- I like the, like how this movie divides that up and where the story goes from there. 
because you also have the Magi who are watching from a distance like they were back in the gap. Mm -hmm. And they're paying very close attention to what's happening because it it hinges on the world's fate. And the people digging for the treasure don't know that. None of them know that. Not even Brendan Fraser knows that. Like, he don't know that the whole world depends on this. Um, So they go digging and you have scenes of like, you know, the 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 Frasier squad and the American squad like hanging out after they fucking have people die, you know, like Right, because because the um the American squad starts prying at the first fucking sarcophagus or whatever altar mm-hmm. that they see and there's pressurized uh acid salt yep. yes. in there. And yeah. it and and they make sure to put the fucking slaves in front crying yeah. on it. The Egyptologist does. He's like, yep. no, nah, we got to get the fucking workers out here. We got to get some brown dudes out here in front of this acid. <laughs> it's basically what he's saying. And yeah. It's like, look, this true. motherfucker here, boy. But what we, well, we do realize that Evie's smart. Yeah, she she's, noticed this yeah. shit beforehand. Yeah. And there's, it was like, we're going to go dig somewhere else. Yeah, this is there's some other bullshit. places to dig. Yeah, so right. she's on top of shit. Yep. On but that's, top of it. That salt she, spray is fucking wild. Dope. Is, but it's so good. And I love when yeah. when Evie and Jonathan are complaining about the Americans. They keep stopping to say, no offense. And they look at Rick O'Connell and they're like, yeah. no offense. And he's like, none taken. Yeah. They keep going back and forth with that every time they complain about the Americans. It's yeah. just a fun little back and forth. Yeah. Well, then the prison warden guy who, like, is walking through these, like, tunnels. He's just, like, strolling. And he yeah, finds he just all those... fucks off. Yeah. Yeah. But he finds those <laughs> scarabs, and he starts popping the scarabs off, and he's putting them in there, and he's just doing all that. And it's like he drops that one, you know? And this is just before the scene of the salt spray, which is fucking gnarly as hell i mean there's no getting around it um right and then we have the big the whole thing just comes like fucking crashing down as she's she's describing like being embalmed you know like being Mm -hmm. like mummified basically and then the whole sarcophagus of imhotep comes about and it's like well way to make a fucking entrance i mean good grief i I don't know it's very good dope as fuck when they finally find the remains of Imhotep, I mean, yeah. goddamn, dude, the uh, movie shifts gears hardcore. Big time. That's, yeah. that's, but, but are we talking, did we talk about what happens to the warden yet? No. Uh. <laughs> oh. So, is that right here or is that after? No, we're right here. We're right no, there. Yeah, yeah we're, we're here. I was jumping, but we're here. Okay, go ahead. I just got a joke. I just got a joke queued up. Don't worry. Okay. Okay. So he gets the, he's popping the scarabs off the wall and he, <laughs> he's putting them in his bag, but he misses one. Mm-hmm. And then it goes, and then it goes into his shoe. And then he takes off fucking running down the hallway because he's just going, ah, this is our, right. this is our Middle Eastern Charlie Day we're talking about right now. And he's got a scare. Ah. He's got a bug crawling under his skin right now. Yeah. And he's oh, running boy. as fast ah. as he can in this dark ass pyramid tomb. <laughs> and I think it would be fair to call him to a wall. Yeah, exactly. So I think it'd be fair to call dies. him the Middle Eastern Charlie Brown. Is that, that's what I call him. <laughs> like he's just like, he's just running. 
Oh my god. And <laughs> yeah, and, and, like, just, and it, so passes Denethor, son of Epithleon. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was my joke. <laughs> because of the way he just runs. Oh, Frankie, yeah. I love you so much. Oh, oh my god. god. That's so I got a boner. I wanna right I wanna now. I wanna, uh, I wanna I want to mash those two things together. Yes. Just him running and then and again off being like, God so damn. <laughs> <laughs> 10 out of 10, bitch. Yes. Oh. Yes. Yeah. And then we have our scene where the Magi show up and they're like, Oh, yeah, what? that night. Why the fuck are you guys fucking with this shit? It's like, could we have made this any more obvious that you shouldn't fuck with this shit? Yeah, you know, I and they go in but, and they kill a bunch of people, bro. They do, they do. Yeah, they shoot the shit out of the whole fucking place, and it's like you know. But but then they have that like, okay, we will go until daylight, and it's like, well, why now? But then like Evie's Evie's all wearing her black lace and looking hot and kind of tanked up, and you know she's super have, tanked. Yeah, oh, yeah, she's drunk as and fuck. Jonathan with the broken bottle that still has the cork in it. I something about that is just awesome to me that that like little scene and like if i was brendan fraser and like she was this tuned up like i might have made a move he doesn't because he's a nice man but he's a nice guy he's a nice guy he does the the, right thing and then we have sunrise and we have the removal of the small little vault that has all the canopic jars in it and i i'm sorry i don't know why i think canopic jars are absolutely awesome oh yeah they are like I want somebody when I die, I want to ha- I want to be broken down into canopic jars. I want someone to pull my intestines out of my asshole and stuff them in a clay jar because I, I think it's awesome. You. Thank you, I appreciate that. I will put that in my will. Rick gets <laughs> to pull my insides out to my <laughs> asshole and put them in a jar. But I mean, nice. let's. Be, it's, I'll stick them is, on a loaf of bread. I'll stick them between two slices of bread too, bro. Oh fuck! Even even better. I'll make but, some you know, whole head cheese with it. I am. I am realistic and wow. Okay. I'm realistic. I know that this is current day, so you can put them in a ball jar. Okay. Just like a quart yeah. jar and just screw the right. top on. We'll, we'll, we'll call that good. And just write, <laughs> can, just write canopic on the top and we'll call it good. That'll okay. work. All right. In the, like in the scenes coming up, like at night, Evelyn's reading from the book of the dead. They finally uncover it. Like they have the fucking book. They got the fucking keys too. Like we we're, we're not right. We're, the key that she had opens up the book. Yep. Yes, and yeah. she accidentally awakens Imhotep, yeah. and yeah. he he right he, then and there. Yeah, who That's seems like, to like be confused, kind of by like Evelyn with uh, what's her name? Anaxinamu. Yes. Yeah, she she's the reincarnation of of um Anaxinamu. Uh, I can't say that's, it right. That's what he thinks, anyway. Yeah, good, close but, enough. But also, <laughs> but also, she's the she's the vessel for the uh, sacrifice to bring Anaxinamun for back. the resurrection. Yep. Yes. Okay. But they also they go through these. They find the book. They go through the jars. But then they make that comment about finding the mummy and how he's still juicy. Yeah. Like, like oh, I love it. Yeah. Ugh. They're not supposed yeah. to be this juicy. And now uh, it's revealed to us that, like, this is going to bring about the ten plagues of Egypt. Like, get ready, because it's coming. And the motherfuckers who got his organs are the first targets. Mm-hmm. Which is dope. Well, they all, they all stole the canopic jars. Each one of them stole a canopic jar. Mm-hmm. That was the whole thing. Yeah, and so what, they're all... And, 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 and what happens first? Who gets it first? 
<laughs> well, that boy, that boy with the glasses gets it first. Oh shit! Yeah. That means I'm fucked. That's great. You no, no, I'm just you saying. Yeah. You done, boy. That boy, well, that boy's running. I think Benny steps on his glasses. Oh, he yeah. does. Yeah, totally. Yeah. When, they're, when they're in the tombs, yeah. This poor yeah. man. This poor man gets his tongue ripped out. He gets blinded and everything oh. else, and that he still at like he survives everything that's yep. happening, and then he still gets it bad later because he gets Benny. It real bad. Benny gets persuaded to be part of oh. Imhotep's fucking like you know regime. He he's basically his assistant, caretaker, whatever. Dope he, ass scene because oh, yeah. when Benny first encounters Imhotep, he starts pulling out all these different religious symbols from his uh, under his, his shirt, his neck, yes. like, reciting the different yes. prayers. Yes, you know, in sudden, a cowardly, oh. amazing fashion. Yeah. Awesome. And finally, awesome. he gets to the Star of David, and and then the Egyptian uh, Imhotep is like, "Oh, I recognize that shit." The we language of the slaves. Language of the slaves, because yeah. the Egyptians yeah. enslaved them for so long. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "I can use you," so he straight up hands him some fucking dope ass fish tank looking gems straight mm-hmm. straight out of his ass like he just pulls them out of nowhere and mm-hmm. Benny's like hell yeah I want that so Benny's working for Emotep now yes well yeah and then Majai bring back that one guy the one American guy and they're like here he is sorry about the right, eyes right. And, sorry about Maybe. the eyes and the tongue yeah. right <laughs> shit happens yeah Egypt so you know. shit is already buck <laughs> wild because they've already yeah. got locusts the next day they've got fucking meteors falling out of the sky it's so dope dude it's so dope like i saw this and i was like god damn this is going hardcore like really hardcore emotep is buck wild buck wild dude big villain big villain vibes the best time yeah the best part about emotep is he was actually a real guy but he was not violent at all emotep Imhotep in Egypt was known as the architect. That's what he was known as. So he was the guy that built pyramids and built Patches Wage. And he was actually You know he, how he you know how he built them, bro? Well, slave labor. Yeah. Gotcha. By, by yeah. being really mean to some fucking slaves. Well, I don't bro. think it was I don't think it was him. I'm pretty sure he had like a foreman. For or something. sure. For sure. He had a taskmaster. Yeah, yeah. He had a foreman named Travis who was like, do this now. So <laughs> um oh. but but no, but he, but no, but so like, like, like he wrote in the book of wisdoms, he did all, like, all this. So he was not, it's funny that he's like this bastard, in this movie, but like, right. if you look back on history, he was actually not really, you know, but still I'm that, like, he was it, like the realm was flat. Let's build yeah. a pyramid and gather the energy from the ether. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah that was him. F- yep. f- future episode. I have a good combatant argument for your flat earth bullshit that I think that you will dig, but we'll do oh. that later. Okay. We'll do that later. It's yeah, awesome, later, though. Later, it's pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. But anyway, Im, I mean, Imhotep, what a fucking awesome name. But it's like, so I see yeah. why they used it. But it's like, he was just the builder. That's Well, what I he... think Otep just means of God or something like that. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, he that boy of God. Cut. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. He was he was one of the pharaohs that was like, yeah, I'm just straight up a descendant of God. So, y'all, <laughs> you know, 
Well, but the, but the worship other, me, well, but the other the other popular use of his name is disambiguation. So it's like, oh shit. The other part of it is like you don't really know exactly. But yeah. so I mean, like I get it. But that was his thing is he was known as the architect. Like he built a lot of the pyramids. So getting back to our movie, since we were distracted, we have we have Rick and Evie, aka uh, Grindhouse and Ricky, um, and. Uh, Grindhouse is trying to help Ricky pack, and Ricky keeps unpacking the suitcase, even though Grindhouse is like, "We gotta get out of here, Ricky." Okay, the I hurricane, love that scene so much. The hurricanes come when we gotta leave, and she's like, "I don't want to leave." <laughs> I love that scene so yeah. much. Them back and forth, and I like oh, how Brendan Fraser's not even paying attention to what he's throwing back in the suitcase. He's no, he's just, just grabbing just shit. They keep bro. going. They keep going back and forth. Yeah, he's throwing mm-hmm. books. He's throwing fucking clothes. It keeps yeah. coming out. It keeps going in. Yep. Yeah. And then we pop over to the bar where we meet Winston. And I that drunk I that's like me. Winston, that's actually me. If you didn't yeah, know, bro. I'm him. Yeah. Um that's probably more I true. I like when he's I like when he steps in the fucking fountain. He's like yes, someone is... spilled their drink here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So maybe that's maybe that's a better Travis. But then we have to we do have to ask ourselves who from the nightclub is gonna be Benny? Who do we nominate? From the nightclub to be. Benny. I'm I'm Benny and I'm the pilot. I'm oh, both. so you're dual rolling it? Okay. Yep. So, well, that just means you're getting paid twice. You greedy fuck. That's okay. right. Well, yeah, fair I, need, I need it. Well, I need it right now. Who the fuck is Emotep? Uh, yeah, me. <laughs> no, I'm all I of them. Yeah, I'm all yeah. of them. Yeah. No, I think the professor's probably Emotep. I think. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. The professor's <laughs> yeah. probably. Yeah. I think he's the professor I mean, with if... his rhinos. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The the the, the eternally shitting rhinos. Yeah. Y'all know who's oh, an wow. Oxenamun? Y'all know who, who that is, right? Ian. Oh. It's Ian. Oh, it's Ian. Ian's, Ian's Bay. Ian's oh, Bay. Yeah. yeah Ian's Bay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. He is. Okay. So. What I don't I'm know here... who, snap... who would. Snap what I'm hearing is. What I'm hearing is uh, Canada and Scotland are going to have a summit pretty soon. <laughs> and, and, and someone's getting the wrong, the wrong end of that deal. Um, <laughs> okay, now we finally have the, revel- the revelation that our doctor from the beginning is on the side of the Magi. Yeah, you know? right, and he right. also has a fez. Yeah, we have to have nightclub fezes. I'm going to get some nightclub fezes. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Well, for the record, Travis, you're just going to say Benny. Snap. On- Snap is all of the Magi because they're all trying to uphold dirt law. Oh, yes. she is the dirt. Yes, yes. she's a, she yes. is the dirt people. Okay, yep. 100% yeah, hundred percent correct. Yeah, totally. Okay, I'm yep. down with that. I'm down with that. <laughs> I and like I, the way he said she is the dirt people. She is the dirt people. <laughs> she's she, the oh, dirt she people. Is. Hell yeah. She, she is the um uh, Deuce Bigelow male gigolo. Yep. 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 But oh, she yeah, also fair, she had she has that vibe that, that like of something of a pacifist. But if she was pinned against a wall, she could swing a sword like a motherfucker. So I'm down with that. I believe I'm that. absolutely down yeah. with that. Okay, going through town, and we have you know Imhotep slowly trying to find his canopic jars, and we have Benny being a fucking just a a big like prick, a, a, a big dip, prick, a fucking dip hole, just a dip hole. Yeah, Rick, I don't... Ricky, what do you think about this scene where he's like? You you love this scene, right? Yeah. yeah. It was a scene that disturbed me when I was a kid. Yeah. When Benny and Emotep show up to uh Glasses Man's uh room while he's by oh. himself mm-hmm. and this dumbass is trying to make him tea, just trying to accommodate him because he thinks there's some random prince wanting to visit him. Probably a scam, I don't know. But uh <laughs> 
fucking <laughs> Benny's like, Prince Emotep, thanks you for your hospitality. And he gets close, bro, and he's like, and your eyes, and your tongue. <laughs> and the dude grabs him for help, and Benny shakes him off. And, like, he's 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 so mean, bro. He's like, you did this to yourself. What I like about Benny, because not every villain can be, like, Art the Clown. Right. Not everyone's going to revel. Not everyone can stomach brutality and revel in all that. And that's Benny. Benny's a nasty bastard. Like he, he will kill you or let you die in in a nasty way. But he doesn't oh. necessarily want to see it. Right. So he doesn't even look, bro. Like right. Once the homie's getting sucked off screen, he doesn't even look. Dude. <laughs> he can't. No, I know who he. I know who he is, guys. I know who he is. Go back to the the OG days of the Undertaker. Benny is Paul Bearer. That's oh who he is. wow! Yeah, he is Paul Bear. That's who he is. He's just screaming the... and slamming. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna usher you in. Things will be fine. Oh, sorry, you're dead. Yep, uh, he's he's totally uh-huh. that guy. Yep, Benny is proving himself as a crucial part of the story. He's a he is a deceiver. He's a fucking worm. Him and Brendan Fraser's character has already had so many interactions that let you know. The fun of it, the realism of it, like what's going to come later. Like, it's so good. I love it. I love it. No, totally. But there's also a, there's a little bit of a, uh, how do I phrase this politely? A fuck you part to it. And that is as Imhotep is going through and he's collecting his canopic jars and he's collecting the people that collected the canopy right. jars. Yeah, he's sucking them dry, bro. Yeah, well, he's turning them into fucking firewood, basically. He's sucking I mean, them like, off, boy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, oh, that's exactly. Sucked them out. <laughs> well, I'll well, I'll tell you what. If that's how if that's how Imhotep sucks people off, I want to get a blowjob from Imhotep because right, that shit right. looks dope as hell. <laughs> like, right. I, like, please take every molecule of water out of my body at one time. I, I I'd be okay dying that way. Um, <laughs> but, but but it's so it's just. The collection of activities and and like how things happen. I mean, it's there's a piece of me that knows it's predictable, but there's a piece of me that knows that it's also very very fucking fun. And I like how he goes step by step, but I also like how as he goes step by step, he gets stronger too. You know, and right. he becomes. We get to he, see him regenerate and yeah, reach, as he goes his new power levels and shit. Yeah, and he goes away from being that like gray paper mache thing to like more and more of a human that's a fun evolution to watch it's really sure. fun to watch yeah. yeah yeah he looks downright nasty the first time they show him in the town too because oh, he's got like fuck the yes. fucking, when he when he opens that mask and it i mean it's kind of wonky cgi but like he's just nasty looking and his mouth gets real big and all the fucking flies come out and start harassing everybody Oh, the plague of flies. Yes. The plague of flies is very, very good. And then he gets through the third, I think it was the third American. And then he gets to the point where he finds Evie and he's like over her bed and he's like a knock on a moon. And And at, at this point, at this point, they find out that he's afraid of cats. (laughs) That is probably the best part that he's afraid of cats that he just gets like. Like you, you can show him a cat, he just like freaks out, runs he's away. He's like, "Hell no!" Nah, yeah, yeah, no, I am <laughs> out. Yep, 
I can make meteors fall out of the sky, but fuck them cats. Yeah. <laughs> I love the the scene where he's like showing the cat and the cat's like and yeah, it's like, right. oh shit, I'm scared of that. And he fucking right. dirt the dirt. Cat, the first time it happens, the cat jumps on a piano and it gets everyone's attention. Yeah. Then he burr, sees burr. it. Yeah. And he like sand ballets his way out the window. <laughs> yes. But the second time is when he's like he's like all date rapey with uh Evie. Yeah. And fucking Brennan Fraser shows up and he's like, Look what I got. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that scene. I love so that good. scene. Oh. It's but so that good. is that is one of the beautiful parts of this movie that it understands how silly it is and it plays up to it. It right. always plays up to it. And that is uh, honestly for well, as as dark as the movie can get, there are times where like it, it knows that it's silly. It's silly, but it owns it. It right. owns it. Yep. Yeah. It's yep. awesome. And like like when when Brennan and Evie encounter the mummy the first time and uh the mummy yells at him and roars at him and Brennan tries Brennan just roars back at him and then blasts him. Yeah. It's just fun. I love it. I, lo- I love what, where those scenes go. And later in the movie, uh, Rick recruit fucking Winston. <laughs> this is where the movie goes in a whole different direction. Um, yeah, yeah, getting getting out of the city. They're getting out of the city. They right. have like basically the 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 swarms of undead following right, them. Right, because just, everyone everyone turns into an emotep zombie, and so, they're just shooting so, the shit out of everybody. It's like just so, sorry, you're dead. Emotep, <clears throat> emotep, yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah. All the time. And we 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 lose people in this in this fucking like whole sequence that are it it's right. Well, the because, last of the Americans. We lo- we lose the last of the American Canopy yeah, Jar guys. Yeah, we and lose then, them. Yep. And then Odin Fair stays behind to fight off the Horde yep. so they can get away. We don't know this. We think he's dead because we see them yep. zombieing him, you know, yep. from above. Yep. He shows back up later, but, you know. But this is also where Evie gets taken by Imhotep. Right. And it's a cool yep. exchange between... Yeah. Benny and, and they, Evie and Emotep yeah. and Rick. Here, here's where the movie got like really ham fisted to me. Like it mm. got, it got like Hollywood oh, the, out the ass. The airplane and following the tornado. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, but uh, but you know what? It was so good up until now that I can forgive it. <laughs> it I'm not. I'm not, I'm not hating. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not hating. I'm not hating. I'm just saying yeah. like watching it for the first time yeah. it was like oh okay all right yeah. so now that's how we get to back to the city of the dead okay it's kind of it's kind of stupid what which i love i love stupid but i'm watching the movie and trying to be critical for the first time watch type thing and i'm well, like yeah yeah i mean okay fair enough i mean in like some of the cg stuff like the big sand mouth and you have Winston coming in and he's just yeah, he's shooting into it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, right. and, and, and I get it. I get she it. She distracts him and kisses him. Yeah, and bro. then it's like. She came in clutch, bro. Yeah. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. It's so stupid. I love it. It kind of is dumb, but I think it's also I like I think it's the palate cleanser. They only they only for get our, dumber too. For our for our true <laughs> third act. It's like it's like, okay. This is the point where you stop, you wash your armpits, you, you wash your balls, you wash your Right, feet, right, you know? right. Yeah. And now we're going to go for a stroll, boys and girls. And yeah. it, and from here, it just gets stupider and crazier 
but I still love it. <laughs> I do too. I do too. I love the climax of this movie. I just I had a I had a I had a moment with it where I was like I was there for the movie the whole time. And then when it got to the third act, I was just like, wow, y'all are struggling hard to find out a way to get everything wrapped up here and back to where y'all want it to be. And it's not supposed to be like this. Like this was it. It was it was hard to believe. But but that's why I'm happy there were sequels, because I'm like. This ain't where I want this movie to end. Cause guys, what we get at the end of this movie, where 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 Brendan Fraser finally has to show down with the mummy in the pyramid and they have a fight, and then the whole pyramid starts shutting down. Dope. Dope. And I'm watching Benny and I'm watching Benny and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh no, Benny, 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 what are you gonna do, you fucking son of a bitch? And then Benny gets caught, bruh. He gets yeah. caught up in that. I wanted Benny to live. Me I too. wanted him to. I wanted oh, him I to didn't. Live I didn't. But, I I, but okay, so I think I think with this movie, I think if you go back to when the plane crashed in the desert and everybody climbs Odin off. Fair gets the fucking 30 cal. It, it gets the big bunch of <laughs> But this, this scene is the baby Ruth in the pool scene from Caddyshack. Mm. It's like, we're going to give you all kinds of funny all kinds of serious, all kinds of sort of semi-sad, but now we got to keep going. And like, I totally, I totally got it. And you know, just watching Oded Fair, he's got that, he's got that machine gun up against his shoulder and he's just like, kind of like walking. And as they get into the tomb and it's like, the one thing I don't get is like, why Evie so like, kind of just willingly follows him because I think she could fuck Benny up. I'm, I'm just oh, saying. Yeah. I, think, I think she. I think she. I think, could oh, yeah. She oh, could yeah, at so. least hold her own. She, oh, I, I think know she'd she, fuck him up, but she I could think, fight him. I think she'd fuck him up. I agree. I think she could suffocate him with his own fez. That's yeah. what I think. <laughs> yeah. um, so I'm just. I'm just saying. You know. I and agree. then the scenes. The scenes where it's like things in the pyramid have collapsed and people are digging and doing whatever else and fu- and the fucking brother. What a pain in the ass that guy is. Oh, he's <laughs> the best. I like this when is... he's standing there and it's like they're like <laughs> digging the rubble and he's like, come yeah. on, put your backs into yeah. it. And they both stop and look at him. Like, fuck you. Yeah, exactly. But then he gets the scare of <laughs> He gets his comeuppance. He gets, and that is like one of the themes of this movie that everybody gets their comeuppance. Like everybody that fucks with this whole thing gets what they have coming to them. You know, in, in some cases it's like, you know, you get a, a scarab beetle cut out of your arm with a knife and sometimes you die. Because that's what you had coming. Uh-huh. It's just, uh, just the whole, the whole end of this movie, bringing out the guards, and just bringing out the extra mummies, and bringing out the the pharaohs guards, like the the guys with the spears and the shields and the helmets. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it just it it does a, a really fun way of like continuing to build on the silliness and making it more and more silly. But at the same time, more and more like, oh God, I can't wait to see what's next. What are they gonna bring next? Mm-hmm. And it, 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 it has an amazing way of doing that. And that's, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I fucking so, love this movie. So I they fucking crash. Love it. They crash the plane in the sand, but yeah. Luckily for them, it's right next to Hamanatra. Uh, well, thank God for that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, and and the only one who died was the old drunk fucking pilot so it was winston lucky for yeah. him. Oh, and he got winston. the 
he got the slow ceremonial descent yep. into the sand. Yep. That yep. was so good. That was burial so at sand. Yeah, I bur- love it. <laughs> <laughs> I, lo- I love. I oh, love. That's the- beautiful. I love. I love that scene too. But for me, it felt so fucking. Like I was like, I want to know more about his character because right. I, I exist kn- to get you from town to here. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, it is what it is. It felt like there should have been more there to make it more. Uh, no, I, I, I will, I will disagree with you, and I will say that I think that I knew he was cannon fodder from the get go, and when he became cannon fodder, I was kind of okay with it. It's like, yeah, I kind of saw this coming. Well, like, fair enough. Based yeah. on the way the movie treated it, it seemed like yeah. it was more important, and I didn't feel the importance. So, well, and that's know. maybe the disappointing part is that they did give just about every character a little bit of, we'll call it oomph. Like they gave him like a little bit of sugar. I, Winston was the one character that they didn't do that, but I mean, it, yeah, you know, at the same time he was in his eighties. Well, to he be was honest, Anasana the- Moon doesn't really get any sugar either. No, she's she, just she's she just there in the beginning. They and just she, rely solely on her hotness. She, well, I think she, I think she <laughs> got her sugar, she got her sugar in the beginning. I think that's what that's probably why she was in so much trouble to start with. She got some. <laughs> I mean, she maybe it, sugar. <laughs> maybe it, maybe it wasn't sugar, but it was definitely corn syrup. But I'm guessing it was all over her back, judging by her oh um, how God. her makeup oh, looked. Wow. So, um, but yeah, so I mean, you know. All things being equal, yeah, I I think Winston was a cool character, but I mean he was pretty obviously cannon fodder. So it's like when he got cannon foddered, it wasn't a huge surprise. No. But still, that I scene was you. still that scene was still good. The whole the, the whole airplane, the biplane slipping and down into the sand. It looked amazing at the time, but it did, it did. Yep. I was so sad that Benny got killed at the end, like when he was trying to fucking get away at the very end. When when our characters finally fucking destroy <laughs> fuel, bro. How do they kill? How do they kill all that shit? All that shit closing. The scarabs. The scarabs get Benny in the end. No, yeah, but how do they kill Imhotep at the end? So Uh, they they end up reading from the book. They they go into the temple. Okay. Yeah. Um. They got the book. They figure out that Imhotep has the little puzzle key box. Yes. In his robe. Yes. So, so Rick Rick O'Connell is like, I'll get it. You deal with. uh, Evie, and and this is another one of my favorite parts from childhood, because because Rachel Weiss is like chained up on that on that altar. Oh, and shit. the fucking badass scene where he plays baseball with mummy heads. Yeah, right, right. It's, she's I've... all like she's all like bound up and stuff. It's rad. Um, and uh, fucking uh, <laughs> Rick gets the fucking key by letting the mummy beat him up. Mm-hmm. He gives it to um, goddamn Jonathan. Jonathan, Jonathan struggles with the fucking hieroglyphics so he's having to yell to Evie to explain shit to him so he can read it outright because mm-hmm. at this point Imhotep is already raising the fucking dead yep. Yep. like soldiers and servants to fight them and to chase them around and shit um, and Anaxanamun's corpse is trying to stab Evie also yeah because he started the resurrection process he started it Right, he you know. started it but didn't yep. finish it. So yeah. they're trying to just they're, they're looking for anything to reverse the spell or whatever. So yeah, and then Jonathan finally deciphers the last of the hieroglyphs and takes o- takes it. over the he takes over like the king's guard. Right. And, ha- and, and makes he- them go kill Anaxanamun again. Yeah, oh, and that's shit. just that's I mean honestly 
kind of brutal. Does yeah. like, look insane, even though they didn't show it because they only show the shadows and they're stabbing the fuck out of her. Well, and that's one of the funniest, oh, wow. the funniest parts of this movie. One of the places where I was like a little conflicted because it's like this guy just wants to bring back the lady he loves. That's all he mm-hmm. wants to do. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, okay, so I get that piece of it. But then is is that worth ending the entire rest of the world? And I'm like, eh. yeah. Oh, back to the uh, mummy baseball fight scene. The mummies <laughs> here are so goofy. I love them. Yeah, oh, I yes. love them. Yep. Oh, the yeah. ones that yeah. he chops in half and they're holding him down and that one guy's coming with the big rock and he's about to smash him. Oh, and the but blade. He, he yes. Cuts the, he cuts his feet off and the face that it makes before the fucking rock yes. falls and crushes him is so dope. I love it. <laughs> yeah, that is your Looney Tunes part and it is it is fantastic. Just as he's he's reaching and, he, and that, the hand is crawling. For right. The, for the... Right. I, it's not even a sword. It's more like uh, what would you call it? It's uh, I don't know <laughs> a short sword. We'll call it a short sword. Just be done with it. And then the hand grabs it and he's like whoop and gets the feet. And then that that tombstone comes down. Oh, that is so yeah. beautiful. That is so beautiful. He makes, he almost makes like a like a sound yeah. when he falls. <laughs> yeah. Uh oh. Right. Yeah. And he's just done. Yeah. The long and short of it, Jonathan recites a spell. Gives the book to Evie. She uh, she recites a new spell. They're thinking it's gonna kill Emotep, mm-hmm. but it, but it doesn't. It doesn't. That's nope. not the point of it. It's to make him mortal. Mm-hmm. So they make him mortal, and the chariot comes and takes his little soul. And I love that part because it's dumb. I love it. <laughs> it's I like very how he chases dumb. it up the stairs. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and so Brendan Fraser stabs him. He's mortal, so he dies. He falls. He goes to lay down in the goo, mm-hmm. and then we get Benny's death. Unfortunately, sad yep. way to go. Eaten yep. alive by scarabs in the dark. Yep. And we get Evie, Rick, and Jonathan. And uh, Odin Fair, right? He he he's alive at this point. Yeah, he comes back at this yep. point too. Yeah, on a camel. He's on a camel, right? And he's like, "Thank you. I'm gonna leave now." Right. And he's he like, just... "Y'all have fun now." So yeah. he leaves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, and we see that they they are leaving with treasure. So yeah, he they're has not that... just getting away, but they got some treasure. Yeah, he see of Benny. Yeah, he has that yeah. staff. Yep. Oh, that whole bag of gold. Benny Benny had a bag of all kinds oh, of shit. Oh, that he put on, on the camel. The camel that, to, but, for himself. but I don't think they know it's there yet. So I'm no, guessing, no, not yet. I'm guessing but, when but they get there. back to wherever they're going, they're going to be like, oh, fuck, look at this. Right. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> right. And so they're in love now. And 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 that's that's it. Credits. It's the best. Yep. They're in love. They're going to have some sex. Jonathan's going to stay a peeper because he's totally a peeper. <laughs> Call yeah. what you want. He, he, he's going to... He's going to watch and whack it. He's totally going to watch and whack it. Okay, so final thoughts and ratings. Travis, tell us what you think. First time watch for this movie. Like, I loved watching this movie. I thought it was so entertaining. I thought it was so much fun. The score, the acting... The set pieces, everything, the lore, everything, everything about this movie was fucking dope. I have no complaints about this movie, so I have to give it a 10. 
So, yeah, ten. Tens all around. Um, Hollywood, horror movie, action, set piece, everything. Dope. Dope as fuck. Ten. Rip. Ten. Ten from Tibu. So, no, yeah. you, go, you go ahead. I brought it, so I'll, I'll round us. I'll take up the rear. No. Well, thank you for doing that. Um, <laughs> so, this is a movie, and I... I forgot how awesome it was. I honestly forgot how awesome it was. Um, now, let's be honest. There's some parts of it, and I think we've called it out tonight, that are pretty fucking stupid. Yeah. But but they're so stupid in a creative, ingenious way that it doesn't matter. Mm. Um, so I don't want to undersell this or oversell it or cut it short or give it due that it's not due but for me, this movie is a full-blown 11. It's a full-blown oh. 11. <laughs> I I love this movie. I Even the bad parts are fantastic. They're fucking fantastic. There's, there's nothing in this movie that if you are an able-minded and able-bodied human being that you can complain about because it's so fucking good. There's, some, there's a couple of spots where there's some shit CGI. There's a couple of spots where there's some shit story. But... Every other moment in the movie makes up for it. So I, I, I can't do anything but give this a fucking total schlocky second. But in the best possible way. This fucking is a movie a. everyone should see. It should be on your rewatch list. If you're bored on a Sunday, the wife is gone, you got nothing better to do, put this movie on and just enjoy it for the fucking glory that it is. For sure. For sure. 100%. Yeah, I saw this uh, in theaters when I was a kid. It's nostalgia. It's a dope-ass movie. It's dumb as fuck. It's funny as fuck. It's fun. It scared me. Parts of it scared me when I was a kid, anyway. I feel like even though the effects are a little wonky, the CGI, I still feel like it holds up well enough to where it's not distracting. The casting is impeccable. So mm-hmm. that's a 10. The set pieces are impeccable. So that's a fucking 10. So. I don't recall the score as much as I'd like to. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, whatever. It, 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 I'll say this in your in your favor. Like, when even you, if you when don't you remember hear it, it, you hear it. It's uh-huh. Jerry Goldsmith, bro. And Jerry Goldsmith is a G, and he done did everything. So. Right. G time. Right. So, yeah. The Mummy, 1999. It's a fucking 10. It's a fucking 10. What do you want? Mm -hmm. You know? It's a 10. The nightclub says it's a goddamn 10. Grindhouse said 11 out of 10. It's a 10. It's a 10. All around. It is a fucking 10. Yep. Ricky, you brought a gem to the nightclub. Thank you, sir. Like, for real, because this movie's so dope. I want to watch the sequels and the spinoffs and everything. We gotta do we gotta do those in a swamp dunk one day. I that wanna do fun. it. Hell yeah. I'm yeah. down. I'm down, dude. I'm down as fuck. Yep. I wanna I, see I, I wanna see cartoon rock scorpion again because the <laughs> <laughs> that shit is so bad it's good but it's oh bad. it's the best. Yeah. I've got a lot of I've got a lot to say about it but I don't want to say it now because Travis Save hasn't it. seen him and Put it's it. gonna be crazy when he does. Yep. He's gonna Put- freak out. Put I can't in, wait. Put her in the spank bank and save her for later. I oh, can't yes. wait. All right. Well, well all right, that, folks. We just took you to 1920s in Egypt <laughs> and uh, 
hopefully we rocked your world. Yeah. Well, if if nothing else, get a Colox wipe and get the sand out of your vagina because this is a perfect. <laughs> it's a perfect movie. If you don't think so, hashtag you watched it wrong. Hashtag yeah, you watched it wrong, bitch. <laughs> Embrace the Egyptology, because you never know whenever someone's going to find something out that you didn't know about, and when they do, don't get mad when they fucking knock down everything in your fucking library, <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's all fucking... I, I it's not so much of an embrace as it is a credo, but I'm going to say, what happens in Hamanopter stays in Hamanopter. Oh, Stay spooky and rock the Casbah. Boom! <laughs> <laughs>